Circle K is America's thirst stop. And yours. Stay cool this summer with ice-cold favorites like Froster, Polar Pop Cup, iced coffee, and more. When life's go, 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 make us your first stop. Circle K, America's thirst stop. Welcome to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Kevin Favor sitting with Logaman, Captain Kirk Waltz, Chris Waynes bringing it to you. Good morning, guys. Morning. Everybody good? Good morning. Real good. Good morning. Yeah. Man, yeah, I'm glad it's good. Saturday. I am so glad it's Saturday. Mm-hmm. I was really glad for Friday afternoon. <laughs> it's uh, I. What's the matter? Well, you know, I, okay. How First, about this? This week sucked. Yeah, no, it didn't. That, and that's that's because well, I, I was I'm at, just speaking I, for myself. Okay, oh. well, that's you. Oh. Like Debbie Downer. Wow, wow, wow. That's yeah, a great way boy. to start my morning. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I had a yeah. terrible week. Yeah. Yeah. So my, Monday, to, or Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, and part of Wednesday, I was up at the property, uh-huh. and it was beautiful. I mean, it was stunning, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, for for well, August. Uh, well, it's, it's first of all up in the Georgia is like wet. See, my place isn't. It's not. I, 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 my roads aren't even wet. That's hard to believe. Yeah, man. but in Fargo. Is I, I know. I, Fargo's underwater. Wet. It's underwater. Well, Waycross Way is underwater. Waycross is underwater. Super wet. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't explain it, but because man, we had a whiteout on Sunday night from and, rain. Oh my gosh, man! I, I mean, yesterday. So, give you give you an example because I was riding with Gordon mm-hmm. yesterday, and Jay, which you know, Jay's you grew up with yeah, Jay, sure. and Jay has one of these monitoring systems for rain out yep. there in, in Ponte Vedra, three inches in 30 minutes yeah. yesterday. Yeah. That's crazy. With that little system that just like poof right on top of it. Yep. I mean, the areas have been getting deluge with rain like that. Uh, uh, well, you guys saw my yard last Sunday. Yeah, it looked like a pond. Yeah, I mean, I got eight inches in two days. Eight inches in two days. Eight inches in two oh, days. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, my, my neighbor's got a gate, so eight inches in two days. But so it was up there, and 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 obviously the whole time. I mean, I had charters on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Well, Wednesday just looked like a washout, so I canceled that. Yeah. Um, but all of the reports were there's no bait and fishing sucks, and Thursday and Friday there was no bait. And, That'll get you excited. Yeah, back. yeah, exactly. Weather's bad. Well, you know, the, no bait. You, you, fishing sucks. You, you guys know. I mean, seriously, I kind of get my second wind. Yeah. In August, I really yeah. do. I know a lot of guys are starting to wind down. You know, they're they're not that busy. But August is my tarpon month, man. Mm, you know, yeah. always has been, and I, I have not caught one this year. Wow. I've. I, I mean, I've not. You know, and you know, wow. I talked to. My my buddy Matt, who I call Matt Tarpon, who Tarpon fishes every day, mm-hmm. and um, and he's like, man, he goes, July was one of the slowest Julys he said I've ever seen, and he said I haven't even seen one in August. So really, you know, well, there's you know, there's there's first off, there's no bait, and mm-hmm. even when we had bait last week, Kirk, mm-hmm. yeah, I checked those bait pots, man. I mean, you know, I I checked them hard. Two days, I mean, I I stayed until eleven o'clock, you know, watching and nothing. 
I mean, you know, one here, one there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But not not something that you could target. I think it's so, the rainwater. I think the salinity is way down. I think what we're starting to see, too, is we talked about it last Saturday. Oh, yeah. It's starting to roll over. Yeah, Temperatures roll, yeah. are changing on the bottom because I saw people catch fish this week that they shouldn't have been catching in August. And I said something to one of the captains the other day, and he goes, man, he said the water – you know, water temperature must be dropping. And I said, yeah, you wouldn't be catching, yep. you know, black drum at, at, at the rocks if the water was hot. Yeah, and there's there's been rays on the beach, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Yep. It's been but that's hot. what happened, right? Yeah. I mean, we, you guys talked about it last week. And then this cooler temperature is a, a result of a lot of west wind. We get a lot, west a lot of west south. wind yep. and southwest yep. wind. And it changes the temperature along the coast. First of all, it makes the, the beach water gorgeous. Uh, it, it yesterday I just ran the beach just just for giggles, mm-hmm. um, and it was beautiful. Yeah, it, it clears the water up <sighs> when you gosh. have a lot of that west I mean, wind is was... bringing in, and and I guess what it's doing is it's we call it rollover. Yeah, but uh, and we for years had called it a thermocline, and Doctor Quentin White said, uh, "Guys, yeah, yeah. it's not a thermocline. Yeah, it's an upwelling. It's an upwelling uh, or a rolling over right. of the colder water along the coast, and right. so." That's why if you go to the beach, you can probably jump in the water and go, man, this is refreshing. It feels good mm-hmm. because that's what's happened over the last week. And so when the water temperature changes, the species that you are catching can change as well. Like like what Kirk is talking about. All of a sudden, now you start getting you're, where you're catching black drum and sheep's head. Well, those are typically a little bit cooler water fish. Yep, Kevin's talking about rays being on the beach. Well, rays usually are cooler water yep. uh, experiences for us, you mm-hmm. know, so that's what's happening. And that's. So you just got to kind of change your tactics a little bit, right? And just maybe adapt and adjust yeah. and be flexible. Yeah. And it's easier to be flexible when there's bait. When there's, when yeah, there's, when there's exactly. no when there's no bait, it's just, um, I don't know, it just seems like a theme the last two years, the, the, the bait situation. It's, you know, it's, it, it's great for a few days, three or four days, five days maybe, and then it, and then it just well, flip and disappears. You know, we had, we had some conversation what six, seven, eight weeks ago with Doctor yeah. White concerning the dredging going on in Mayport. Mm-hmm. Now, when you get four dredge boats in the river for two years, and they're still there, yeah, and they're still going up and down and up and down and up and down, that has had some effects on our fishery. There there's is no there, doubt in my yeah, mind. There's no doubt they are dumping so much sand to the south of the inlet from the river and and you know river byproduct. Sand, silt, mud, marl, whatever you want to call it, stuff they're digging up, and they're dumping it out there south of the spoil area. Let me tell you what, when you get a north northeast wind or south-southeast wind as hard as we have back and forth, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's going to affect the beaches and the fishery. No, no question. I would. And I think that's why we've had a problem with the pokies. Because mm-hmm. I've called, uh, I've talked to Tim Cutting, I've talked to Dave Edwards, and some of some of my friends that live up in St. Mary's, mm-hmm. and they said there are pogies stacked all over Cumberland Island, all the way up to St. Andrew's Sound. And Tim's up there in Jekyll Island right now. Tim Cutting, you know Tim. Yeah, we've known him for years and competed with him during the Redfish Tours stuff way back when. And he's up there hammering the bull reds on the bait pods. Interesting. And they're not dredging up there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's just a different different. Are there tarpon up there in those bait pods? You know, I haven't asked him that. I've got to be. I haven't, you know, conversed with him on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? I have fished um, what what we call D-buoy 
a few times, which is the Altamaha sound, where the Altamaha sound comes out into, mm-hmm. and it's it's an unbe- unbelievable place. Yeah. And when we were kingfishing there, there was tarpon everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's and, a pretty and, inlet. What what is that? Um, Christmas Island. Uh, the, the Christmas that's, uh, cut. That's right there by the by the mouth. Yeah, yeah. That's just that's just north of Fernandina. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I have kingfish there also. Mm-hmm. And dude, the the tarpon there are sick. Yeah, St. Andrews Sound is yeah. is so big from yeah. from the from the northern tip of Cumberland all the way over to St. Simons mm-hmm. and Jekyll that's, Island. It's a huge area, huge yeah. basin, yeah. huge. Yeah. And that water out of that it's all in that area yeah it's there it's it's stained oh yeah it's and stained. It's, oh. It's, state, it's like that all the time yeah well you got so many swamps dumping you yeah know? exactly yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing when you when you go up and down the coast like if you go to saint augustine and south the water's like really clear and mm-hmm. blue green and pretty and then as you creep up the mayport okay that tannic water kind of creeps in along the coast and it changes but then when you get up there towards uh uh, Cumberland Island. Yeah. Oh, it's just it's like chocolate milk. Yeah, it is. It's much different. Yeah, it's much different, but it's still fishy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, still it's, fishy. In some cases, more fishy. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's been different now. So, uh, did no fish. I mean, this this week's been rough. Kirk, yeah, like for you too. We, we caught fish. I mean, you know, the the mango snapper. The flounder and the sheephead bite has been pretty strong yeah, the, the last the, two or three the, days. The, the, mango, the, the mango bite for us, too, has, it, it backed off a little bit yesterday, mm-hmm. but it's been really good. I mean, really trout. Good. I even caught trout on Thursday. Nice trout. Speckled trout? Which, this time of year, that's just a bonus. Speckled, speckled trout? Speckled trout. Okay. In shallow water, yeah. not deep water. Yeah, that's, like yeah, that's water. different. So, so from Doug Geis, uh, Doughboy Sound and Christmas Creek. There you so go. That's, I was trying yeah. to find it. Yeah. Yep. So, it was, it was, those are, but yeah, they, so, um, you know, the, <laughs> I, I, Kirk's seen this as, as much or more than anybody. The, the biggest problem we have at the jetties right now, Jeff, is the sharks. Oh God, they're terrible. I mean. In St. Augustine? Oh my gosh, dude. You can't pull a redfish hardly in the boat at the jetties. Yeah. In Mayport? Your yeah, you're wasting your time. Yeah. So. That's amazing. I was talking yeah. to. Captain Danny Ledford yesterday, mm-hmm. and he said, he said, he said dude, I got to tell you the story. I said, okay. He said, saw a guy with a 80 wide, big international. And, and 80 wide is one of the, it's yep. basically, it's, yep. if you watch the movie right. Jaws, exactly. that's what the old right. captain had on his boat right. to try to catch Jaws. So, he, and Danny right. asked you, well, you, know, you got this thing in the back of your truck. What are you doing? He said, I've been shark fishing. You it's know? got dead eyes. And, and, he, <laughs> and they roll over white. He said, um, he said, okay, he said, where are you fishing? He said, you know, down there off the pier. He said, oh, you mean the St. Augustine Pier? He said, no, no, the Lighthouse Pier and Salt Run. He's no, like, no way. He's like, what, wait. Inshore? And he's like, well, how many did you catch last night? He said, seven. 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 And he said the biggest one was eight feet. Wow. And he's like, Kevin, he goes, I don't know why the guy would have any reason to lie to me. Yeah, he, goes, I mean, yeah. he goes, no, because he said, I'm shark fishing off the Lighthouse Pier. Phew. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I mean, but our jetties, I mean, seriously, you, you know, it's, and I'm, I'm talking giant sharks, man. I now, mean, what are they? Uh, bull sharks. Bull most, sharks. But, bulls and, and, and bulls, spinners. Bulls and He's spinners. He's got three yeah. barrels on I him. I saw Dennis Young. You can't die with three barrels on him. <laughs> we, we were fishing uh, in the chum hole the other day with, with a couple of clients and, and we ran out to shrimp boats and we, we popped 
three big sharks out there. And then I said, let's go to the jetties. They were getting seasick. Kids were getting seasick. So we ran up behind the rocks and tucked up in there. Spanish ladies. <laughs> we got reincarnation over here of uh, Robert Shaw in the, in the producing booth here. Anyway. Hey, just real quick before you continue your story, because now that we're on the movie of Jaws, because Chris is having a moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Senior. How many times have, have have you guys seen the movie Jaws? Oh, oh my God. gosh, a ton. I can't, can't even count it. 20? A ton. Yeah. At least. At least. Yeah. Or more. I just wish I could quote some lines from dun, 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 it. Dun, 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 <laughs> yeah. dun, dun. It's a 20-footer. And, and because 25. here's the thing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of movies that you've seen it once, you're like, that's it. I don't want to watch that's it. That's right. Yeah. Okay, if the movie Jaws comes on, let's say today. Yes. I'm in. I'm in. I'm recording it. Totally. Hell yeah. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not turning it. Exactly. Nope. I'm going to watch it again. That's, uh, honest to goodness truth. I'm, I'm this right is with the you. perfect eating machine. <laughs> it is. It is. And there's not many movies like that, right? No. No. There's really not. Well, that movie back in the 70s struck the struck the fear of God in every beachgoer oh, yeah. in the country. It scared me to death, man. Yeah. It it drove it, people out of the water in, in Well not only that, it was the demise of sharks. Let me go back. They killed everything. Yes. Let me go back into okay. into Jacksonville's history because correct me if I'm wrong. But Jacksonville, back in the day, had this big shark tournament that was widely popular, but somebody was like, look, we can't have this shark tournament and have it be popular in our city because it's bad for people to want to come here. They had a shark shark club. club. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Those guys are good down to the beach and the pier. Yeah, man. They just... They whacked the poo out of them. Yeah. The biggest (laughs) hammerhead was caught off the... Was it the Fernandina Pier or the Jack's Beach No, 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 Jack's Beach, that was Blackie. Blackie. Blackie, yeah. Biggest hammerhead you said, ever caught. You, have you, you, uh, the, the museum downtown, the, you ever seen that yeah, hammerhead yeah. that's in there? Yeah. That's Blackie's. That's Blackie's. Yeah, 14 foot. That was that was a world record. Wow. It's no longer a world record, but it was the world record at the time. Yeah, for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I'm trying to, uh, the museum, museum of Science and in history, is that what it is? I, I, the the Mosh. The Mosh. Museum of, of Science and History mm-hmm. yep. downtown yep. Jackson, which is, by the way, it's that place is awesome. Yeah, they redid it. Yeah, oh, they, yeah. They, yeah, they redid it. Obviously, we, I would have known as a kid. And if you, you, know have, if you have you kids, by trips. the way, yeah. if you have kids, that is a great place to take yeah. kids. Okay. But but they've always talked about, if you read the history of, of, of our of First Coast, Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a breeding ground for sharks. Oh, absolutely! Oh. You know, and, and and you know, again, I always talk about this. I don't want to scare people, you know, from going in the water. But look, if if they're there, if we if we were on their menu, nobody would swim because there's so many sharks out oh, there. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you know it, yeah, yeah. It, it's funny. I had guys in the boat yesterday and had a great time with them and their, their boys. And we ran up and played with the mango snappers and flounder and stuff. And they were asking me, said, so sharks come up the river. Yeah. I go, Oh heck yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So we ran all the way behind Blunt Island and got uh, way up there looking for bull reds. And we were way up in there and they go, they come up in here and I go, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah they, all, they All day long. They'll go. I mean, from what I understand, I was talking to Gordon was telling me about this yesterday because we rode up to to Georgia and he was telling me about guys that were fishing down around uh, Palatka, 
and farther south of catching these two and three foot bull sharks like no problem. I don't doubt it for a second. Frequently. Well, well Travis, last time I fished with Travis Tabor, he asked me, he said, have you heard about that bull shark? I said, what are you talking about? So they caught one in St. Louis. Missouri. Like, Missouri. What? Swam up the Mississippi River. Yeah, went all the way up the yeah. Mississippi River. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. By the way, uh, speaking of, uh, and this is, did you hear about the flounder that was caught in Telfair County, yeah, Telfair Georgia? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. In the Elk Mulgee. When we when you talk about how fish okay bull sharks are bull sharks are known for traveling all the way up into rivers that dump into oceans and then going all the way back up into fresh water. So hearing stories about about sharks being caught maybe down around Lake George or anything like that that doesn't surprise me. No, doesn't surprise me. But this story about the flounder caught in Middle Georgia. Got to tell you this story when we come back after we take a break okay. here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. And uh, and don't forget, folks, if you want to dial in, 904-641-1010 right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. So got this little uh, piece of information from Guy, consignment boat sales. He just sold, and this is the thing that we were talking about, I think not long ago, it was a 2017 Sea Hunt 25 Game Fish Center console uh-huh. at Twin Yamaha 200s for 110K. So, I mean, if you're looking to sell your boat, man, call Guy at consignment boat sales. Uh, he just received, by the way, folks that are, that are looking to buy a boat, he just received a 2018 Scout 255 LXF Center console. It's got twin Yamaha 200s, 265 hours. It's got a hard top, mm-hmm. anchor, windless, GPS, cushion package, trailer, asking 157.5. So if you're interested, call Guy at Consignment Boat Sales at 904-249-6225 or go to the website, jaxboating.com, jacksboating.com. Easy enough. So this uh, flounder caught way up in Florida or in Georgia – is a pretty amazing story. Yeah. And, and I'm going to pull it up 200 miles in it. So I go to Google. All I do is type in flounder caught, and it immediately populates because this story has gotten incredibly uh, popular because people are reading this going, are you serious? This really happened? <laughs> so I'm going to read you a story, and this is from Outdoor Life, and Outdoor Life actually has a picture of the Fisherman that caught it, and his name is Wayne Nall, N-A-L-L, and it was an 18-inch flounder, okay? So here's the story. Plenty of marine fish push hundreds of miles into Americans, America's freshwater rivers, spawning or whatever, salmon, steelhead, shad, but a flounder caught 200 miles from its normal saltwater environment. Are you kidding me? 200 miles. That's mm-hmm. kind of weird. I mean, you think of first. Think about a flounder. He caught it. This it, is now, now look, it's not like they're, they're great swimmers. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Yeah. This is a fish that just moves along the bottom slowly. Yeah. It was caught in the Okmulgee River near the Telfair Coffee County line. Telfair County, Kevin, that's where you were, you're hunting at yeah, Georgia. Yeah. That's right near you. Yes, it is. Nall said this I thought it was a pretty good bass. We've been catching some good ones in the river. And it's been staying full. Then the fish didn't come up, and I said, something isn't right here. When I got it up and it came by the boat close enough, I saw that it had a messed up brown color, and I thought it was a flathead catfish. 
I was half right. Turns out it was a big flatfish, flounder. Mm-hmm. How big? Flounder measured 18 inches and three pounds. And what did it hit? It hit a Carolina rigged Zoom lizard lure. How about that? What the heck? <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty wild. So uh, the Southeast Georgia Regional Fisheries Supervisor chimed in and said, we get reports of upriver flounder every year, some years more than others, but no real pattern of dry versus wet years. And uh, they said that, uh, they go on to explain in the story, that flounder are commonly caught in coastal rivers feeding into salt water. And they can be caught, obviously, in brackish estuaries like yeah. we catch it in St. John's River all the way down to Lake George. And then you can catch them offshore like you, Kevin. Yep. Love to go offshore and catch flounder offshore on wrecks yep. that might be five or six miles offshore. But that's 200 miles from – from Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. I saw that. I was like, this is God. This is God. Somebody, somebody's pulling a fast one. But, no, it's legitimate. Yeah, it's legit. Crazy. That's nuts. I can just, you imagine catfishing in the Okmulgee and you catch a flounder? I'd be like, uh, I, wonder, I wonder if he ate it. <laughs> Dang, I'm skippy. That thing got fried, I guarantee you. What's the, what's the legal flounder in Georgia? 15 inches? Yeah. Uh, 14, 15 I mean, inches. it was big enough. Definitely big enough. Definitely big. I mean, Georgia's yeah. like, like, what is this legal sheep's head in Georgia? Like 10 inches or something? I don't know. I yeah, think it's bigger. We, we, we looked up the redfish last week, 14 to 23. Anyway, yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That just. So, wait a minute, though. Wouldn't you have to release it? Do you have to have a saltwater license in Georgia? Who's going to check it? But you're, but, <laughs> who the hell? But you're, but you're fishing freshwater. Right. Right. Yeah, but it's a saltwater species. It, that doesn't make any difference. Well, according, you don't think so? No, like if, if you're, like if I'm fishing the St. Johns, okay, uh-huh. and I'm south of the Buckman Bridge. Uh huh. We've had this discussion before, right? Okay. Right? Yes, we have. But uh-huh. I, I, I want to make sure we get this clear. Uh-huh. If I'm catching saltwater fish, though, I need to have a saltwater license. Is that but correct? If, if you're fishing in fresh water and you catch a saltwater fish, but to keep fish, do you have to have a saltwater license? Well, if you go back to the ramp and you, you're in fresh water, no, I would, I, yeah, I understand. What yeah, you're I'm in fresh water. Yeah. Solely in fresh water. I would think that you would be able to keep the fish. Well, they might not even know what it is. (laughs) No, but I mean, look, I'm talking about us. Let's say we know what it is. Let's say we're launching out of Green Coast Springs. No, you got to have a saltwater license. I know that for a fact. If you catch if a saltwater fish, saltwater fish in freshwater, it's, so, you have so, to have a saltwater so water. So if I'm fishing the Okmulgee River in Telfair <laughs> County and, you catch a and flounder, I catch a flounder, I'm just telling you, that's what you, you have gotta to have. Go? You got to let it go? You got to let it go? You got to let it go because you don't have a saltwater license. Hell no, I ain't letting it go. <laughs> You're not going to let it go? <laughs> I mean, you know, and I, I probably... See, it doesn't say anything. There's no information in here about did he keep it? Did he eat it? I right. blame him. Uh, <laughs> you might be smart enough to know. Well, I mean, and if you Telfer, smart enough, Tel- Telfair County is known for eating record fish. Oh yeah, yeah, they <laughs> ate the record fish, didn't they? They ate the record back bass. in the day. Yeah, the yeah. one that was caught in that pond, still a record. Who's, yeah. who's the guy's name that caught that record bass in, the, in, I, I, in that I, pond? I don't remember his name. I don't remember his name. And that was it was Telfair County, Jacksonville, Georgia, and yep. they have a sign that still to this day sits on the highways, yep. home of the world's record bass caught in 1940s yeah. or something, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and the and the story goes that the fish was weighed and then it was eaten. Mm-hmm. Bass eaten. ain't good either. Yeah, no, no, it's it, it, it's it's funny. Um, 
my sweet lady, Miss Flo, sent me a picture. I'll show it to you guys. She she caught her biggest bass ever. This is the, the elderly pond. lady yeah, that elderly fishes lady, your pond. Yeah, fishes my pond, but she was fishing a, another pond last week and mm-hmm. caught one ten and a half pounds. A Ooh. ten and a half pound yeah. bass. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That ain't good. And she ate it and she said it was awful. Yeah. She said it was yeah. terrible. Yeah, to let She goes, I wouldn't have done that again. She said, but I really wanted fish for dinner. Yeah. And she said it was like terrible. Sometimes a big one. You lean to let them go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but here's Smaller the thing. Well, yeah, you don't eat. ever keep a 10 and a half pound bass to eat. Well, it depends on how hungry you are. If you're hungry. No, I, you're I hear you're you, eat but it. come on. I don't know, man. You know, I've heard the same thing about flounder, though. I've heard the same thing about you're, big, giant flounder. Really? That, You've heard that about flounder? Yep. The big, giant ones, like that nine, 10 pounders. Just don't taste that good. Yeah, how many times have you ever eaten a nine or a ten pound? I've never eaten one that big. Guys, mm-hmm. Kevin just showed me a picture of this bass. That's a giant. <laughs> That's a giant. <laughs> and look at her. She's just proud. Oh yeah. She's stoked. She came home oh, with yeah. that. She was all happy. And I, I, I asked her the whole story. She, she caught and, it. On, she and? caught it on a Rapala. On a Rapala. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I told you, man. When she, when she comes to the pond, she puts out the brim rods. And yeah. Then she's, then she's throwing the lure, the whole time. So she's not. Like throwing worms on a bobber or anything oh, like no, that? Oh, no. She puts worms on the bottom. Okay. For, so for she's, the brim. she's multitasking. Absolutely. And she has she has a cart, like one of those like surf, a surf carts. cart, but it's a pond cart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she loads it down there, boy. That's classic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She's classic. She's awesome. And how old is she? 92. 92 years old and working a Rapala. Oh, oh you ought to see it. It's, I'll, the next time she comes, I'll take. Can we her, use that yeah. picture to put on sure. our Facebook page? Sure. We need to send that one to okay, Tara okay, because that that right there, yeah, I will, with her name, so we can put that up, and so people can get an idea. And then, and then, and then she, after she got finished, she invited us to go pick blueberries at her place. Oh, she's got blueberries. Yeah, and and see the the pink bucket. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to teach you how to pick blueberries. Okay, so, so what's, what's the technique? So so you hang the bucket. Around you and it, it it lays on your chest. Uh-huh. That way you got your hands free. Yeah, yeah. And you just put the blueberries right in the bucket. I'm, that's a great idea because when I went blueberry picking, remember we had the the tip. We yeah. did a tip, and it was that little blueberry farm. Yep. On the way down to Palatka, and I was sitting there going, "This is I'm, I got a bucket and right. I got one hand and I'm holding the bucket." Uh-huh. So you hang the that's, bucket. That's a great idea. You hang the bucket around you. Yeah, with a little rope going around your neck or a strap going around your neck, and then you can keep two hands free (laughs) to pick the blueberries and then put them right in the bucket (laughs) that's right there at the bottom of your chest, top of your stomach. That's awesome. (laughs) She's great. The simplicity of that. But here's the crazy thing. I wouldn't have thought of that. No, I know. She told me, she said, I'm going to teach you how to pick blueberries. I'm like... What sort of teach about yeah, picking blueberries? Exactly. You put yeah. your fingers up in there, you grab some blueberries, and then yeah. you put them in a bucket. Yeah, right. But the technique of having the bucket around yeah. the neck. So, so how do we get on? I mean, we're all over the map. Yeah, here. we are all over the map. Anyway, yeah, we're saying I know we were talking about shark, and next thing. Oh, well, we, we were talking about the, the 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 fish and the weird how weird it is. Yeah. Okay, so we have determined though that if if you do catch flounder in the Okmulgee, you need to have a saltwater license. Okay. If yeah. you're going to keep it, you can catch it. Oh, did you see the picture? But then you'll have to let it go. Yeah. Let's picture it. Yeah, I mean, it's a great picture. Okay, That's so, a good and then, size so just like in Florida, if you ke- if you keep saltwater species in the state of Florida, you, you need to have a saltwater license. That's we correct. want to make sure we don't get people. Okay. No, that is correct. So, but again, the story Wayne Thaw of Georgia did not say whether he kept it or released it. And I like you, his steering wheel. You guys wheel had to guess what happened. Oh, 
He got fried, dude. He got fried. He got fried. How about that steering wheel on that boat? Did you see that? No, let little me see ship, what... little ship's wheel, like the old sailing ship. Yeah, that's classic. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Anyway, we got to yeah, take yeah, a break here. Do on we got to do a weather and the tides. We Nimnik Chevrolet uh, Outdoor Show. Yes, and we will do a weather and the tides right after this here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Can I just tell you real quick? Uh-huh. Yeah. While somebody's coughing up a lung in there, um, I got to tell you that Skinner, I still think back to to uh, the Gulf Coast Jam that I went to not too long ago, and they blew the stage apart. I mean, they they. They crushed it. It was so good. I'm blown so, apart right now, buddy. <laughs> that peach treat you wrong? Did it do you dirty? <laughs> I don't know what it was. Maybe it was quiche for dinner last night. <laughs> good gosh. Uh-oh. Oh, Jeez, oh, oh I see. <laughs> yeah. You well, done been smoked out, huh? <laughs> so Call Me the Breeze is probably. Yeah, you got that probably right. Check perfect, that box. The perfect yeah. song Somebody's for you. got the breeze going. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh. And now we know. Good Lord. Mm. Steenhatchee River Club, hey, if you want to get away. You want to get away? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, Kirk. Do they Kirk come with really big fans? To get away. I need a big fan. That's appropriate. Steenhatchee River Club, just a short drive away, but oh, it feels so far away. <laughs> Not far enough. <laughs> Get a little bit of that ocean breeze. Yeah, six <laughs> six feet is not socially distanced enough <laughs> right now. That's for sure. Bad bad keys. You need your mask. I need my mask. <laughs> I need an oxygen mask. Good lord. Oh my oh, god. Goodness. Mm-hmm. What did you eat last night, brother? Good lord. <laughs> What'd you eat, Kevin? <laughs> it's not favor, man. Not you, favor, brother. Trust me. <laughs> Burning my eyes over here. <laughs> Well, what you're talking about? <laughs> he just Good sacked boy. the quarterback again. Don't eat that oh, banana, whatever you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I, I gotta I gotta share this uh, this interesting. Not any more sharing, fine. please. No, no, seriously, <laughs> we don't need any more sharing. There was Keep a it to uh, yourself. Man. There was a mouse trap. Seriously, there was a mouse trap that was designed in 1882, and this mouse trap. Okay, this it was actually pat- patented. In Texas in 1882. What? Yeah, okay, so this mousetrap. <laughs> we're talking about fishing a few minutes ago. We're on mice. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, now you got my attention. I'll, I'll, I'm listening. Go ahead. Yeah. We're okay. like the Golden Corral of radio shows <laughs> right now. This mousetrap that was patented in 1882 had one of the most interesting designs that you'll ever see. As it utilized, a, it, it used a loaded and cocked revolver that fires a bullet into the mouse or rat when the trigger mechanism is activated. That's kind of scary. Come on. Swear One Go to the bathroom done. in the middle of the night and trip over that. Okay. <laughs> Boom. Fairly simple build. Uh, and obviously, it's going to do its job, but there's obviously safety issues. <laughs> you think? Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, this was patented, seriously, in 1882. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but they say everything's bigger in Texas. And here, look, at here's a picture of it, okay? That's, oh, my If you want to see this, folks, and it literally, it uses a revolver. That looks like a 38. (laughs) Just search. Like a snub-nosed 1882 pistol mousetrap. 
and it literally it has like you know like a here we go. Yeah, don't put that one on the concrete floor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It might ricochet. <laughs> it's got a pistol that literally sits in like a little cradle, and the pistol's pointing down towards the ground, ground. Mm-hmm. and then out in front of the pistol is where this mechanism gets triggered when you bait it with cheese. Yeah, to like a forty-five degree angle. Hello, That's <laughs> crazy. That yeah. is insane. But Honey, so, look what I made. Somebody actually patented this thing. Oh my gosh! I mean, that's that's crazy. What's wrong with people? I mean, what? what yeah, yeah, that's scary. Thinking. No, Can you imagine? Is, but I mean, it's you, you know, know, we're talking eighteen eighty two. I don't even like to set the mouse traps that I have. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? They, they, because half the time they they work and half the time they don't. You know, so you're just getting it in the corner. Whack! Yeah, dog. <laughs> you know, now this one's a pistol. <laughs> I gotta set that one. By the way, <laughs> the uh, one of the one of the greatest. Coolest ways if you have like a mouse problem, like at your hunting camp or give it to me. I've got something it. like that. The bucket. It's the bucket. Oh, I got the bucket. The bucket yeah, yeah, we got the bucket. I ordered three of them. Yeah, because we have a mice problem. You can build them yourself. Tell yeah. me. Tell me about well, the bucket. Essentially, what you're doing, and there's something that you can actually put inside the bucket from a water standpoint, so that when the mice fall in the water, it doesn't smell so bad. And I don't remember exactly oil. what it is. It's something. So put, I, don't, I don't think put, it's oil. Put yeah, put oil in it. Yeah, I bought I bought three of them. Oil? What do you mean oil? I'm talking about you put cooking oil in there, and they fall in the oil and and they 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 drown. They decease. Right. Well, well, you grow water, water but I mean, there's something you can add to the water. <laughs> anyway, there's uh, you you have a five gallon bucket. You build ramps going up to the bucket, and then you have essentially what is like a uh, uh, coat hanger or wire stretched across the opening of the bucket, mm-hmm. and then in, in the middle of that wire you have like a beer can or or a can of some kind that spins around the wire, and then you put a little bit of peanut butter or bait on the can in the middle of this wire over the water of the bucket. Mm-hmm. So the mice, they walk up the ramp, and then they uh, literally got a different mechanism for that. But yeah, it goes on top of the bucket. The homemade one, yeah, that's 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 store bought. We're, we're talking about making dollars our, for we're three. We're talking of them. about yeah. making our own well, with so beer cans, okay? Where, but yeah. where do you put the thirty-eight? So, you know, yeah, no <laughs> yeah. gun required. Oh, no gun I'm required. confused. Sorry. Okay, and so then you you just you, the the mouse gets up and he walks the ramp up. He gets around the edge of the bucket. And he's walking around the edge and he's trying to figure out oh, Peter Pan. Peter Pan, Peter yeah, right. Pan. I got to get right. some peanut butter. Some and then he walks on the the wire, and then he or actually he'll jump onto that like can because that's where the peanut butter's at. And the can spins. The can spins exactly. And he wasn't ready for that. And then down in the water he goes, and then he drowns. Mm-hmm. And then he drowns. And then then you have all these mice that end up in the bucket, and then you just dump the bucket, and it just, it just keeps on catching them. It does. And it's proven. They've got video evidence. The mm-hmm. gift that keeps on giving. That mm-hmm. these just don't mean to just keep. So on I mean, working. like how how many mice are we talking about that you can get before? Well, how many mice they get? They get the. Do hint? you have? Well, I don't know. I'm just asking. I don't have any. I'm I'm mouse free. Well, I've, I've, got, just, I've got moccasins. I don't have mice. Yeah, I'd rather have mice. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, I've, they've had videos where they show the where you catch twenty plus. I really? Mean, yeah. Wow. Yeah, the one I bought, problem. you got three of them, and it was like nineteen ninety five, and then shipping and handling. It's called the Auto Reset Flip Slide Bucket Lid Mouse Rat Trap. Boy, that just rolls right off the tongue, yeah, doesn't no it? no kidding. And I'm telling you what, it, it it looks like it's money. You could kill the mice just like making them say it. it. 
I have not used it yet. I okay, ordered it. Then, then do we need evidence. Yeah, well, we yeah. need evidence. We'll get we'll that get it's going to work. We're going to get evidence. Well, we we have some, so we use them. The evidence of the bucket, the one that has the yeah, well, how's our whole man? Yeah, that works. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Mice are a problem. Mice are a problem. They're a problem you in know, our cabin. <laughs> Big time. No, again, our, our conversations around. So, I carry um, collects pecans. You know, uh-huh. during during the, the the fall and winter and stuff. And did you yeah. say pecans like pecan pie? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So so not pecan. Okay, no, that's a no, different no, no, kind no. of nut. Right. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know what but, that is. But pecan. but. So she has about on the porch on a five-gallon bucket, right? Mm -hmm. I find those jokers in my house, a whole pecan. Mm -hmm. How does a mice carry a pecan around? Well, how does an ant carry a a grasshopper that is a thousand times its weight? I I get it. I'm just saying, how does it even get its mouth around a pecan? You know what I mean? A big old fat pecan, a little tiny He rolls it. He rolls it, dude. He's like- Oh, uh, and the five-gallon bucket's on the back porch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so he's got to go on the back porch underneath. The, well, you never heard of Mighty Mouse? That's true. That's true. Yeah, I That's forgot true. about Mighty Mouse. He lives <laughs> he, he in my place. He can fly around with cool. that sucker. One of my favorite all-time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so. All of them. I mean, cartoons, one of the greatest cartoons ever. But yeah. mice mice are industrious, they, man. They are. I'll tell There's you no what, doubt. They're, they're cagey little critters. Little yeah. boogers can get in the smallest place. Anyway, we're, we're supposed to do a weather well, and Yeah, tides. weather and tides, yeah. Okay, let's do a weather report brought to you by the best barbecue in Jacksonville. And yes, folks, I did experience the new bearded pig. Oh, nice. It is awesome on Kings Avenue. Uh, is, our, is our address updated on the website? Is um. It? Anyway, it's right on Kings Avenue, and it's and if you go to the old location and you head towards Atlantic Boulevard, right. it's it's right down the street, and it literally it's awesome. Uh, the, the new location, it's got great parking, it's got an outdoor seating area, and I know right now there's a lot of people that are comfortable sitting outside to eat because of what we have going on in our world today. So they have outdoor seating, they have a great bar. And, of course, the same great food at the Bearded Pig, and it's the new location on Kings Avenue. they got the, uh, the the existing newer location also at the beach. Don't forget about that. Great, the best barbecue in Jacksonville, period, is not even close. All right, uh, weather today, southwest winds, 5 to 10 knots. Be coming south in the afternoon, 2 to 3 feet, 8-second intervals. Light chop on the intercoastal, chance of showers and thunderstorms. Tomorrow, West winds, five knots, becoming southeast, five to ten in the afternoon. Which is which is great news. That's by like the way. really good weather there yeah. for fishing. Yep, uh, two to three feet tomorrow. Monday, south winds, five knots, becoming southeast, five to ten in the afternoon. Chance of showers and thunderstorms. Tuesday, southeast winds, five to ten, and then Wednesday, southeast winds, five to ten as well. That's your weather report brought to you each and every week by the Bitter Pig and a Tides Report brought to you by Angie Subs. And um, Gordon's got a hookup. I went and picked him up because we were going up to Georgia to watch a baseball game, which I'll talk about here in a little yep. bit. And uh, when I went to his house, guess what he had waiting? Angie's French fries, freshly cooked. No, he did not. He did. And and bone-in pork chop sandwiches. Money. <laughs> My man. Yes. Okay. But he, he, I, think, I think he knows somebody at Angie's because he, he's – He's stealing their fries. Mm-hmm. Either that or some employee is sneaking out of the back with Ed Malin's famous French fries wow. from Angie's and giving them to Gordon. Mm-hmm. That needs to be investigated. Anyway, yes. Angie's subs and the Grom, the best subs in Jacksonville. 
and the tides for Mayport at the Mayport Bar Pilot Dock today at 8.36 a.m. It's going to be a high tide. That's a 4.09. 2.13 p.m. It's a low tide. That's a 0.15 tomorrow. At uh, 9.20 a.m. on Sunday tomorrow again, that's 4.23 high tide. That's your tide report brought to you each and every week by the best sub shop in Jacksonville. Trust me, Angie Subs. And don't forget about the Grom at the beach. And you're listening to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. So if you're thinking about making one of those little mousetrap bucket things. Oh, mm, okay. I'm thinking about it. Okay, if you are. I am. Uh, let me give you this little piece of information. Give it to me. Okay, yesterday, today, and tomorrow, you can join Hagen Ace Hardware and Hagen Coastal Outfitters for their big bucket sale. I like them. Okay, at all Hagen Ace locations and at Hagen Coastal Outfitters inside Hagen Ace Hardware, Manor and Green Cove Springs, and Yuli. What is a big bucket sale? Okay, you make a $5 donation. It's a giant bucket. $5. To the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, and then you get a Hagen Coastal Outfitters Limited Edition or a CMN Limited Edition bucket, okay, five-gallon bucket, mm-hmm. and then you, you put anything you want in the bucket. Anything. Anything. And then carry it to the register, and then you get 20% off everything in the bucket. Well, that's cool. Can I put another bucket in the bucket? Can you buy two buckets and then... And then I don't see why not. I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't know why not. I mean, yeah. go, go like ahead to, and do do it yeah, once, and then tur- go out to your car, change hats yeah, and shirts, exactly. and come back in and, and do it again. Yeah, and, and, or you can drive to the one in Green Cove, and then drive the one in Mandarin, and wow. then go to the one in Yuli. Make it a world tour. So, uh, f- first off, you're, you're saving money, getting twenty yeah. percent off. You're donating to a great cause, mm-hmm. and then you got your bucket for your mousetrap. And then while you're there, you can put the supplies in. The bucket for the mousetrap. Well, well then you can go over to the bird seed aisle and get you a bag of sunflower seeds. Uh-huh. And bait them up. And bait them up. What you do is you take <laughs> peanut butter and you smear it underneath the bottom of that lid, sprinkle it with sunflower seeds, and let it do its work. Okay. All right, so did you guys see the and, – and look, we're not going to like dwell on the uh, COVID-19 or anything no. on the show. Oh, we try to give everybody a break from that, but uh, there was a study that – White-tailed deer in uh, America, okay, and every, which uh, white-tailed deer exist in every U.S. state in America except for Alaska. They are saying that they appear to be contracting the coronavirus in the wild. Did you see that piece? Of- we, I, we- I, 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 I did. I didn't read it, but I saw. Uh- Says uh, researchers with the U.S. Department of Agriculture analyzed blood samples from 600 deer in Michigan, Illinois, New York, and Pennsylvania over the past decade, and they discovered that 152 wild deer, or 40% of the deer tested from January through March of 2021, had antibodies of the uh, SARS COVID 2. Really? The virus that causes COVID nineteen. Hmm. So interesting. I, I don't know what that means. Uh, I don't think it means anything like like don't eat deer or anything right. like that. But, but if uh, if you harvest one uh, that that had it, then would you call that meat co venison? Uh, <laughs> oh boy, you're no Top go. Gun. <laughs>
Too soon? <laughs> LTS, baby! <laughs> yeah, you're, you're definitely not Top Gun. But anyway, I just thought it was an interesting little story. And that, uh, well, you know, when we had Dave Edwards on mm-hmm. uh, a year ago, you know, I and and he, you know, yeah, he doesn't love us anymore. He doesn't come. No, on I know, I know he, he doesn't. You know, usually yeah. he used to come on quite frequently yeah. and call in and all that. He's stuff. rude. Yeah, yeah. He's just kind of rude. But he me. was talking about how they had to protect the animals at um, White Oak Plantation. Yes. Yeah. At White Oak. Yeah. yeah. And, and they were giving them vaccines mm-hmm. and stuff. I mean, so yeah. Who who, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Kind of, kind of. I just thought that that was interesting, though. But uh, yeah, you can check out the story if you haven't seen it. We actually yesterday put up a link on our Facebook page, and it was an Apple News story that uh, that, that came out. We we put that link up so you can read about it if you would like to, and if you don't want to, that's okay as well. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Look, Not I get it. <clears throat> I get yeah, it. By yeah. the way, just to go back to our some of the Facebook <clears throat> posts that we had this week. Because uh, <clears throat> there was a pretty cool one. Did you guys see the picture that I got of this raccoon on the oyster? I did. I saw that. I was I was fishing, and I was in the intercoastal, and I was down up down this creek, and I see all of a sudden this little kind of critter. At first, I didn't know what it was because I'm pretty pretty far away. It's like a miniature bear, and it was kind of red. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was like, "What is that?" Mm. And so I, as I got closer, I'm like, "I'll be doggone! It's a raccoon." Mm-hmm. And it was a, a raccoon that had a real reddish tint. Yeah, orange. Or, or orange. Yeah. To his to his fur, or and, and I it was a it was a female. I can tell you that for sure because she had uh, her her boobies were hanging down. So uh-huh. she, like she probably had a little one somewhere. So she did I get the dump button ready? Yeah. No, you don't need to. And she's walking around these oyster beds, and she's flipping over. Little clumps of oysters. Yeah, yeah trying to catch cra- uh, oyster crabs. Eating yeah, oyster yeah. crabs. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Wait, wait till you wait till you come up on a hog, doing that. I've seen it before. Yeah, it's hilarious. I, man. I saw that before. In fact, I I don't remember exactly. It was a long time ago, mm-hmm. but it was I saw it once up there at Cabin Bluff mm-hmm. when there was hogs that were out on the marsh and they were doing and they were tearing it up. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And they'll even eat the oysters. Absolutely, they will. Yeah. Sound like they're eating yeah. cornflakes. Yeah. Damnest thing you ever heard. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, and and they get so intense that they don't pay any attention. They're they're you know when they're rooting and eating like that. I mean, yeah. I I pulled right up to them with a trolling motor, right up to them, and then no, they don't, oh, don't no, pay you no, no mind. No, well, not until they look up. They got a big old muddy face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's funny too. Like, you'll oh. see, you'll actually see some of the cuts on their lips. Sure, from yeah, the horses and they're bleeding. Yeah. Oh yeah, I bet. And their tongues. Oh yeah. I mean, how do you even? Walk around the oyster beds. I mean, those oysters are sharp as all get out. Yeah, yeah. they do. I mean, the, you, if, they walk right through them. I, I, you've had oyster cuts before, haven't you? Oh, oh they're nasty. Off. I mean, they're wicked. Uh, they send chills Off. up my spine. Me too, I've had bro. some nasty ah, ones. Dog and I have too. God, I've had some nasty. I remember ones. when Dylan was a kid, and we were down uh. in St. Augustine. It was, uh, and we were, we had the boat. You know, we were somewhere close to Matanzas, but inshore. And uh, and he steps out of the boat or steps somewhere and like and stepped on an oyster. Man, it it opened him wide. Oh, open. it does. Oh, yeah, it's nasty. Yep. Yeah, it was wicked. So, mm. but yeah, I mean, hogs. Can you imagine? Because you know what? If I get like if I'm eating something, and I get just like a little piece of sandy grit in my mouth, I'm just like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. If you get an oyster that's got a little bit of silt in it because it hasn't been cleaned out. So can you imagine being a hog? 
or a raccoon and you're eating oysters from the marsh or you're eating mud crabs and you get a little bit of that grit in your mouth. You're just well, like, I mean, but oh. I mean, think about dogs with a bone, you know, yeah. the big old steak bone. They take it out in the yard, eat you know, and, know, you know, yeah. it's all in the dirt and they're oh, chewing yeah. on it and stuff. Yeah. Animals so, are different. Anyway, I just thought yeah. that, and I, I was sitting there while I was going, why is this raccoon so red? Is it? Because he's been eating in the sun. No, no, lot. yeah. Think, think about deer. Uh huh. Think about the color of a deer this time uh-huh. of year. They're red. Because that, that's, the, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, the, because of the, the but lightness. It, but, but the, the fact that this that this raccoon was out in the daylight like this. Mm. Yeah, he's orange. Does it make you concerned? No. He, okay. I've seen plenty of raccoons. Well, I've heard that story. I know what you're talking about. But he's eating because no. it's low tide. Exactly. That's why yeah. he's eating in yeah. the moisture. He, he doesn't have daytime or nighttime no, no, it's like on his schedule. Low. He's like, hey, I know when the tide's low and yeah, I can exactly. go get, <laughs> I can get happens, me some crabs. <laughs> what happens is they live on these little marsh islands. Mm-hmm. And when the tide goes out, that's when they start feeding. Yep. It doesn't make any difference what time of day it is. Do you think he prefer or she prefers Old Bay or not? Uh, I don't think they really care. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> prefers Old Bay. That, if it's moving, you're going to get eaten. I, I, I can totally relate to that raccoon, though. I mean, crab? Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yes. Well, I remember I that time crab. last hunting season when I was sitting in the swamp in that slough, and it was about, I don't know, six inches of water in that slough, and that mama raccoon and the three babies came in there, and she was in there Fishing for crawfish. Oh, yeah, sure. And she put That's her cool. head down and go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and move her hands, you know, trying <laughs> to fan one up. And she'd find one and bang, she'd eat it. She'd huh. eat most of it and then drop the rest of it and the little ones eat uh, it. B- before we take a break, Kevin, I want to say years ago, one of the, where I, one place where I saw hogs on the bank. Was that guana? Mm-hmm. It's a guana. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the usually places. where I was. Seen I was with you when I saw that years ago. It may have been. <laughs> that's the only time I've ever seen him yeah, down there. Uh, actually, Kirk and I have a little place there we call Hog Point. Yep. You know, and, 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 up, and going up the intercoastal creek that goes up towards Guana. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, you see, you see hogs in there all the time. Yeah. Do they still have lots of hogs in oh, Guana? Oh God, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Really. Oh, okay. eat, they, eat can up. you hunt them? Can you apply for a permit to go hunt sure. them? Okay. Sure. Hunt them, it, it, it's a small game weekend or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. It's so thick in there. So those I, hogs kind of got free reign. They tear that place have apart. You, have, have, All right, let's take a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll continue that conversation. we got an LV Hires, Inc. gear tip of the week. And, hey, by the way, if uh, you've got a garage and it's nasty and you got – I do. A storage unit, essentially, in your garage. What, a nasty garage or a garage? Here's a solution. I have a garage and a nasty garage. Here's a a solution. Call Shark Coatings and have them come out and apply that 20 times more durable than epoxy coating that they have. And I tell you, you will then spend weekends getting your garage cleaned out because your garage will become an extra room in a house instead of just a storage unit. So call Shark Coatings, folks. All you have to do is go on social media and just type in Shark Coatings. Go to sharkcoatings.com and have them come out again and to convert your garage into a thing of pride. Sharkcoatings.com. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, and it's time now for the LV Hires, Inc., Gear tip of the week, LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the southeast. I mean, all across the southeast. And if you need your your fuel, your tanks, 
you need technical questions answered, lubricants, you need anything for your job site, your business, LV Hires handles all of that. Go to LVHIERS.com to learn more. And Captain Kirk has a weapon for us to, we, we must have, I guess. We yeah. gotta have, do we got to have it? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I just you know saw it and picked it up. And Did you bring one that I, in for me? I brought I brought a couple of them in uh, last week and then forgot them this week. So I'll bring them in next week. Oh, you did get us some. Yeah, I got I got y'all. Some. Nice. Huh. So basically, it's a little little hatchet that you can use as a wrench. Kirk, I'm gonna start calling you Santa. You can use it as yeah. a fire starter. Um, it kind of reminds me of the product that you. Talked about last week. Yeah, the boat tool. Yeah, the boat tool. Yeah, yeah. Which we're gonna trust me. We're, we're we are going to have that as a gear tip of the week shortly. This, but the, what Kirk has here, it's from Soul, which is survive outdoors longer. Yep. It's a little camp hatchet. Yep. But it's more than just a camp hatchet. It has a uh, line cutter, and which also can be a bottle opener. Exactly. For your Bud Light. Mm-hmm. That's positive. Yep. And it has <laughs> a wrench. Served best with a hatchet. It has a wrench built into the, because the, the hatchet, the, the end of it is flat. It's pretty light. And it has, my guess would be, this is um, uh, a quarter inch wrench, and that would be a 7 sixteenths, and that might be a, a 9 sixteenths, where you can put this thing mm-hmm. on bolts and use that see it. as like a wrench. That's cool. And then it also comes with a flint fire starter, and it comes with a paracord attached to the handle. And I'm assuming, is this thing made of stainless steel? It doesn't say so. I flipped around the back. Uh, High grade, yes. High grade 420 stainless steel. Bam! And the wrench size is on it. I was wrong. Yep. 3 8s, 9 16ths, and 11 16ths. And it is a rope cutter bottle opener. I was correct on that. And uh, yeah, this is pretty nice. Uh, what's so the it's like a Swiss Army hatchet. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly. what it is. Yeah. What's the retail on that? Do, do we have any idea? Yeah, I, I think thirty four ninety nine on Amazon. Thirty five bucks. Nice. Yeah. And that's uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it also works great for if you got zombies coming after you. Mm-hmm. If the zombie that's apocalypse. True. Well, that's true. And, and it's it got looks, a nice. Looks really cool in your hand for it's sure. It's got a nice little cover that goes over the blade. And the blade is very short, by the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can, you, you know, if you got like fat lighter by the fire. Bit, yeah, yeah. Split it real quick. At the hunt camp. Mm-hmm. Just or take it. And, trimming limbs for your deer stand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can use that. Just be very careful. Very careful. Something you can just throw yes, in your four-wheeler cool. and just leave it in your four-wheeler, you know. Would you rather have that or machete? Um, have both. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. I, I will Mo tell is you. better. I, just, I will Mo tell better. you. I will tell you just from experience. Whether whether it be a machete or a hatchet, you got to be careful when you're swinging these things. I oh. damn near cut my thumb off a couple times and cut myself a few times. Yeah, it's uh, you got to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Keep yeah, chopping wood, bro. Hey, they're not toys. I just remember right. years ago. It's when, not a toy. When the Jaguars head coach Jack Del Rio keep at the chopping time, wood. Exactly. He had he brought in a, a stump, uh, and then they got this. Axe and it was just, like a real axe, yeah, a real axe. Put it in the locker room, and the whole the, the whole theme was keep on chopping wood, which means you know keep working. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a great concept, but but the yeah the axe in the locker room, and of course guys wanted to swing the axe, and Chris Hansen 
the punter, the swung punter. the axe and damn near cut his lower leg off. Yeah. I mean, he literally, he. Yeah, he of all the, people to cut their leg off, yeah. and be the punter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. Damn. Did they get rid of the axe after that? Um, yeah, it made it. Well, it yeah, it definitely didn't stay in the locker room right, after okay. that. Yeah, right. because uh, it was covered in blood. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it was nasty. Yeah, yeah it was really. Nasty. I remember hearing that, that nasty. it was just really, really bad. That, that axe is uh, a part of Jaguars history a little bit. Anyway. Mm. Yeah. It still exists somewhere, I think. Locked up in the safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely put away. Definitely put away. So, yesterday, had a little adventure and just wanted to share the story because it's really cool. My buddy Ed, who I, I grew up with, and we literally, we go all the way back to where we were in Winnie the Pooh preschool together. Mm-hmm. Like, for real, we went to Winnie the Pooh preschool. Right. And uh, we were both proud graduates of Winnie the Pooh preschool. We also are, are proud graduates of the 1985 uh, class of Parkview High School. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he, him and his wife, Melanie, his beautiful wife, Melanie, they have a son, and his name is Benjamin. And he is on the West Virginia State Championship Little League team. Cool. Undefeated. Mm-hmm. Very cool. In the playoffs in the state of West Virginia. So as part of this Little League World Series playoff, you win your state. Okay. Right. And then you go to regionals. And then after you go to regionals, you're trying to advance to go to it's Williamsport, correct? For the World yes. Series? Yes. 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 The Little League World yep. Series, Williamsport, yep. Pennsylvania, I yep. believe. Yep. So one of the places where this regional is always played at, I guess in the Southeast, is in Warner Robins, Georgia, which Warner Robins make in. It's where I 16 and I 75 mm-hmm. come together. Warner Robins has a big Air Force base. Mm-hmm. And they have a field that is there that is dedicated just for the regionals. Wow. This thing is a field of dreams. It's beautiful. I saw the picture. Absolutely beautiful. So me and Gordon, we ride up Thursday night, stay at, at, at my place Thursday night, and then we roll up Friday morning to go. And the only people that are allowed at the game are friends and family of the teams, mm. which the team gets passes and – so it's not, it wasn't open to the public because of COVID. And uh, we get up there, and it's me and Gordon and Dylan. And we get there for the game, and uh, we thought it might rain. But the weather was beautiful. It was overcast. It was cool. The stadium is gorgeous and a great game. Right. I mean, a great game. And so West Virginia has and, it. And who are they playing? It's uh, Jefferson County, West Virginia, which is the state champions of West Virginia against – the North Carolina state champs. Okay. All right, so it was North Carolina. And not exactly sure where they are, are from, but okay. they, they were the Tar Heels. Right. And uh, so West Virginia has this kid that, you know, there's always this – people have grown up around him. There's always that kid that grows up faster than others. Mm-hmm. He's bigger than others. And you sit there and you go, let me see a birth certificate, son. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you look like kids. you're 18 years old. Yeah, they got one on, on the West Virginia team. Mm-hmm. So Ed's kid, uh, Benjamin, you know, he's – Good-sized kid, but this kid that is on this team, if I had to guess height, weight, size, probably, and he's 12, so I, I'm, I'm guessing, and Gordon, correct me if I'm wrong because I know Gordon's listening. I'm thinking 6'2", 240. And he's 12. What? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Edzo's kid is 6'2"? No, 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 this oh. other kid that's oh. on the team. 
Okay. Okay, we're just going to call him Big Boy because I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say his real name. Big Boy. We'll call him Big Boy. Yeah. Twelve years old. Yeah, six I think they're two. twelve. I think they're twelve. Right? Is that that's what the yeah, age yeah. are of that? He's little six league? two. Good yeah, he's gosh, probably six man. two and like two thirty, <laughs> two forty. Okay, big is, is, is he in shape? Yeah, he's in pretty good. I mean, okay. you know, he's got yeah. a little bit of you know, okay. but he's, uh, not, yeah. he's not a fat kid. Uh, yeah. You know, like, but, what position does he play? Uh, plays base? all plays a bunch of them. Any oh, okay. position he wants. Plays yeah. third base. He played shortstop. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know if and he can pitch. Which what can you imagine? You're like a kid and this guy's at the on the mound, you're yeah. like, Oh my god. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so here's the deal. This kid yeah. travels and plays baseball all over the place and he's big time. I mean, I would not be surprised if some of the, the major league baseball scouts have heard about him. Right. But he travels, he plays all multiple teams, he's on this team. His batting average is seven fifty. Huh. In Holy the okay. Wow. And so Ed and we've been following Ed's kids mm-hmm. team the whole time. Kevin, you have too. Mm-hmm. And uh this kid is powerful. He hits home runs, he crushes the ball, and so they bat him leadoff. And the reason why is you would think, okay, if he's like the big powerful hits home runs kind of guy, you'd have him bat fourth, right? Mm-hmm. But no, they bat him leadoff because the way they why they do that is that okay are they going to choose to pitch to him or are they going to just walk him and then they get a base runner immediately huh. because most teams that they played literally they walk him right every time they don't want to pitch to him seriously yeah, that makes yeah. sense so, so they pitch to him so they pitch to him so it's the game starts it's ten o'clock they you know knocks it out of the park third pitch <laughs> smoked it no wow. kidding. <laughs> Out of the park. Bomb. No that way. Must have been okay. classic. That's the last time they pitched to him. No, and nope. I couldn't believe it, right? right. So that now it's one to nothing after the first batter. We're like, right. yeah, West Virginia. Wow. Way to wow. go, man. That's we're, incredible. We're fired up. And uh, so anyway, the game goes on later on. They're not scoring. They're making some mistakes. Base running the West Virginia team. They got some runners thrown out at third, which you never have happen. Right. You could leave a lot of guys on base. So anyway, the North Carolina team ends up scoring four. And so now – they're down. West Virginia's down four to one, and it's the top of the six. West Virginia's the visiting team. This is their six innings in Lily. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's their last opportunity. So, all of a sudden, the, the the pitchers for North Carolina not doing as good. All of a sudden, they get the uh, West or West Virginia rallies a little bit, gets a base hit, they get a couple walks. So anyway, the bases are loaded, and now oh no, Benjamin Popek is up. Oh. Okay? Right. Benjamin Popek. And there's one out. Bases are loaded. They're down by three. Mm-hmm. Benjamin Popek takes a walk. Oh. Scores a run. Scores a run. So now the score, West Virginia is down by two. Okay? Yeah. Guess who's up? Big boy. Big boy. Big boy. Mm-hmm. Okay? Oh God. And in the game, big boy batted home run. Walk, and then had a double. Okay, that oh, so literally now. was a line drive. That it, it when he hit it, it was like the sound of the contact was like, oh my god! Yeah, he broke he, the bat. Yeah. In other words, people needed to get out of the way because this thing he crushed it. Okay, so he's two two for two mm-hmm. and a walk. Now he's at the plate, bases loaded, top of the six. Smokes okay, it over the fence. Two outs. You got to walk. Or excuse him. me, one out. Mm-hmm. You what are you gotta, gonna do? You gotta walk. Him. What are you gonna do? You gotta walk, you walk him. him. You walk in the run, and you take your chance with the other guy. Yeah, 
It's exactly what they did. No kid. They walked him. They walked him. So now it's four to three. Four to it's three. It's four to three. With one out. And okay, North Carolina brought in relief because you can. There's all these rules about number of pitches and the best mm-hmm. pitcher and how when they can pitch next. They didn't want to use their ace pitcher because they were they're pitching him today. Mm-hmm. They actually brought him in to close the game out because if things started getting crazy when the bases got loaded, so Ben had to face their ace pitcher who was supposed to start today, but they brought him in yesterday just so they could make sure they could win the game. So this kid's throwing like 75, Mm -hmm. this ace pitcher from North Carolina. 12 years old. They still don't allow him to pitch to big boy. (laughs) They intentionally walk big boy until the next guy comes up, and here he's all he's got to do is only down by one. And the pitcher strikes him out. Oh, Oh, no. But it was a great game. Yeah, that's a great game. Yeah. Great game. And what a beautiful complex that it's up there in Warner Rock. Double elimination, though, right? It's double elimination. And uh, Jefferson County, the representative for West Virginia, plays again today at 10 a.m. And uh, and hopefully they can get back into the mix. Yeah. What a cool experience and uh, a lot of fun. Got to see Ed, got to see Melanie. We had lunch with him. And uh, it was cool. And to see Big Boy, wow. 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 Cool. Cool stuff. Anyway, let's take a break. Yeah, we have literally just covered all the bases. Did we? (laughs) Not. LTS, baby! (laughs) (laughs) Take a break. Uh, Hey, folks, uh, don't forget, uh, if you need tires, okay, tire outlet. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is because Gordon – we rode up in my truck, and he goes, dude, I love them tires you got on that truck. It just makes it look so good. I was like, yep, tire outlet. Yeah. Tire outlet. Anybody can go get them. Yeah. And so if you want to get tires we, like we, I we got, were there. or like you got. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tire outlet. No, I didn't do that. I, see I, I, I had them bring them to the house. You did? Oh, that's right. You had yeah. the, uh, the NASCAR performance right yep. in the driveway. Yep. All right, folks, uh, if you'd like to join us here this morning on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, 904-641-1010. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. If you need some equipment, coastal equipment, two locations, one on New Kings Road in Jacksonville, the other one out in McClenny just off of I-10, got the full line of Kubota products, the Gravely zero-turn mowers, which, uh, by the way, uh, Parker is now the proud new owner of the, and he's got the, the, the advanced Gravely. Oh, no. That has, like, suspension like a right. 60, 70, 80-inch cutting deck or something crazy. <laughs> I think it even has turbo, used jet fuel. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I know, Parker, I know you're listening. You got you to gotta text me the model Gravely that he got. He, seriously, he got this Gravely well, that has, like, suspension and super wide cutting area, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, all available at Coastal Equipment, two locations. Don't forget. Um what was I going to say? I uh, got the, from Gordon. He said, uh, go Jefferson County because today they can they, – uh, they play at 10, double elimination. And we were reading up on some of this Little League stuff, and I know this is an outdoor show, but Little League baseball is cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I absolutely – did you play Little League baseball? I sure did. Kirk, did you play Little yeah. League baseball? I mean, oh, absolutely. That's like – Right up through high school. Some of the greatest times as a kid yeah. that I ever had was playing Little League baseball. Sure. And I'll never forget – Hopping on my bike and then putting my glove over the handlebar, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so yep. it would stay there. And then putting your bat and glove in there and you know, you're, 
and, you, and maybe you wear your cleats on the bike, but a lot of times you carried your cleats because cleats on pedals didn't, yeah, work. didn't work. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you'd wear your tennis shoes and then change when you got there. I mean, that was that was good stuff. Yeah. Growing oh, yeah. up as a kid, and so watching little league, it brought back a lot of good memories. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it was a lot of fun to watch it. And uh, so, folks, if you if you haven't done that, where you've watched some youth sports, you know, check it out again. Yeah, yeah it's fun. Yeah, and if you can support, coach, do whatever, uh, cool stuff. Anyway. Yeah, I'm all fired up. My granddaughter plays her first preseason game today at 7 o'clock against JU. Really? No kidding. <laughs> yep, they're playing J- J- Jacksonville University today. At JU? No, here uh, in Tampa. Oh, in Tampa, okay. At Corbett Stadium okay, okay, in I Tampa. Yeah, I wish it was here. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, we, we got a um, reply on our – or a piece of information on our – because David Piper was uh, listening to the story about Big Boy and walking him and the whole nine yards, and he says, uh, that's great coaching. Yeah. Which, that's uh, a tough decision, man. I mean, that's a, it's pretty cool stuff, though. Yeah. Uh, but it was. It was a, it was a great game. And uh, the concession stand was nice. It actually – Gordon and I, we – had to go to the concession stand because oh yeah you got to try it right I mean of course and they had really good French fries not as good as Angie's right though, which That's is good which is always I, compared I, but I, pretty good I, fries I, I'm surprised they had a concession stand because they don't play very many games there you know what I mean yeah the crazy thing is is that yesterday and today and through the weekend they have a game every two hours oh wow okay so they're letting a couple hundred people come into the stadium then well what they and it was this was interesting. You had to have lanyards, so little things that go around your neck, and uh-huh. which was perfect idea. I should have saved. I, I yeah. saved the lanyard. I might have to use it for my blueberry bucket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That you you have this lanyard, and it that comes from the team, and then after, so you can watch that game. So like, I got a lanyard that said WV West Virginia because I was a guest of the team from West Virginia, mm-hmm. and then the folks that were guests of the team from North Carolina there said NC, and uh, and then so. Once you can be in the stadium for that game, once the stadium, once that game is over, you have to leave. Oh, you cannot stay right and watch another game. No, no, like you, like if you're a so coach, they empty the stadium and then they reload empty it again. the stadium every game, <laughs> and then so then That's like, good. But, but if you're a coach and you're scouting right. another team, then you can obviously you be in there as part part of that. But it was, you know, but it's it's cool. I mean, it's like they're trying to keep people safe and mm-hmm. comfortable mm-hmm. and uh but it was but it was it was a great experience <laughs> and then and then you watch the hall of fame game and there's people packed to the stadium yeah i know, <laughs> you know what yeah I mean? so what, what whatever uh, it's, it's, i didn't watch it's, the hall of fame game i didn't i, I, I watched i watched the first quarter I, come on it's first first, sure, football, first football game, game yeah, of the yeah, year yeah. you're gonna watch it yeah absolutely when it, was that on thursday evening yeah, I, I missed eight that. o'clock. It was right after. I was the, I was in route. Right, it was right after so the forecast that. show. So it, which it is which up. is totally fine. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. a big deal. Preseason NFL football, uh, I like it, but it's not must see TV. Uh, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like you watched a quarter of it. You're like I ain't watching any more of this. Yeah, so, well, I mean, especially when you don't. You, I mean, you really don't like like for us for the Jaguars. I'll watch preseason game because it interests me because I I hear about the players that are trying to make the team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you a lot of them you're kind of rooting for, you know. Right. So, so you know, I'll 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 definitely definitely watch. Okay, so Parker gave me yes. the info on his Gravely. Got a Pro Turn six sixty. 
which is a 60-inch cutting deck. Wow. He said he wanted the 72-inch, but wouldn't fit on his trailer. It's 38.5 horsepower, and it cuts at 15 miles per hour. <laughs> Jeez. I didn't think he had that much yard over there to cut. Yeah, he's not cutting his yard with that. Yeah. What's he cutting with that? Yeah, he's got he's cutting something else. Get it done in four minutes. Well, he cuts he cuts the yard with that, and then he also cuts the shooting range. Okay, with that, that would make sense. And then he cuts around the whatever barn. else he wants. <laughs> whatever, yeah, you, yeah. whatever you want to cut. Yeah. Wow. Fifteen miles an hour. Mm. Sixty inch deck. Sixty inch deck. Man. Okay, 38 a big, and a half horsepower. That's a, that's a big deck. I mean, that's a monster gravely. Yeah. How's he doing down there with all that rain, man, with those potatoes, man? That's he's, doing, be... he's doing fine. Yeah, his potatoes are out, bro. Yeah, the potatoes have been yeah, done. Been done, yeah. Been done. But he's you know, they're harvesting corn now. Right. And the one of the cool things that has been happening, there is, there's been a lot of, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's new technology. They put in this drain tile system now. Mm-hmm. Where for years they would flood the fields to irrigate it, mm-hmm. and then now they're putting in the strain tile. It requires less watering mm-hmm. of the crops, but it also and then it also it, it, it really improves up. the drainage yeah. of the fields. Right, and that's uh, cool. So that's obviously helped dramatically with some of the areas that that get a ton of rain. Mm-hmm. So that new God the new knows they've gotten a ton doing. of rain out there. Yeah, too, everybody's yeah. been getting a ton of rain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's been ridiculous. All right, let's, you, take, let's take a you, break. Yeah, and you go up to like Georgia and you look at all the crops up there, which, you know, typically this time mm-hmm. of year when you ride up there, you know, you've got cotton and peanuts and soybean and corn and some fields that look okay, some that don't, uh, maybe some look better than others. And obviously, most of the time, the ones that are irrigated looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. This year, when you drive up there, you can't tell the difference between anything that's irrigated or not irrigated because it doesn't matter. They've yep. been getting so much rain. Up yeah, the, the, looks, the peanuts look amazing. Look Everything's fantastic. green as crap. Yeah. Peanut, oh, my goodness. Peanuts yeah. look amazing. Everything's growing like crazy. Everything. All right, uh, Stack M Storage, you've got a boat trailer sitting in the yard, and it uh, the HOA is giving you all kinds of grief about it. Okay, just call Stack M Storage because they'll come pick it up, and then they'll put it in storage. They'll maintain your trailer that when you need it, they'll bring it back to you, but they'll Check it out to make sure everything's good to go before they bring it to you. I mean, yeah. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Um, so get the HOA get Nazis off your back. Exactly. Stack M Storage. Go to the homepage of OutdoorShow.com. Two S's back to back. Click on the Stack M Storage logo, and you'll get all the details all about it. And if you'd like to join us here this morning, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. By the way, at uh, Hagen Coast Flappers, they got uh, a new shipment of Old Town Kayak. I so, saw that. Man, if, you, if you're <laughs> interested in a kayak, folks, Hagen Coastal Outfitters inside Hagen Ace in Yuley and Mandarin and Green Coast Springs. Again. Did you, did you say those were Old Towns? Old Towns. Okay, so I was coming back to the ramp yesterday mm-hmm. and saw a guy getting in his kayak. And and then I didn't see any paddling going on, and all of a sudden I see him just you know coming towards me, uh-huh. and he's got the old town with the trolling motor up front, and I pull up to him and I said, "Bro, he didn't know me from Adam, right?" Yeah, I said, "That's cheating. That ain't a kayak." And he started <laughs> laughing. <laughs> That's what Dylan yeah. got. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's cool. It's a cool kayak. machine. Yeah, yeah, really, really cool. cool machine. Did, yeah, it, he, so it was uh, 
either the 13, 136, or the, the there's a 12-footer, too. There's two different ones. I, I would think this one was 13. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the thing's got high gunnels and everything. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's pretty yeah. big. Yeah. All right, uh, by the way, Parker wanted to clear something up. He cannot mow at 15 miles an hour, but he said he can mow in that six to nine miles per hour range. <laughs> And his gravely 660 will That's still pretty fast, roll down it? the road at 15 yeah. miles an hour. Nine, nine miles an nine hour. Nine miles an hour mowing grass? Yeah. That's pretty fast. That's First off, I don't mow grass fast anymore. I just take the time. You know what I mean? It's, 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 uh, I know, but, but just. I know. But it's nice go, to know you got it, though. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm turning up. Like, oh. <laughs> it's it's kind of like, like NASCAR. It's kind of like having a, a 350 horsepower instead of a 300. You know, you just. You, That's right, you, you got it. You Very know? true. Yeah. Very true. All right, let's go to the phone lines, and let's uh, bring up Mr. Scotty Brown this morning. Good morning, guys. He is the father of a doctor. Yes, he is. That's uh, Dr. Brown. That that is crazy, isn't it? So now it's not Scotty Brown. It's just it's Josh's dad, because it's actually Dr. Josh's dad. Now you know every time I go in the cabin, we have that that bulletin board above the stove with all the pictures, and there's a picture of Josh and me holding that sheephead from when he was pretty small fishing the jetties. I have that. And then we got another picture of him sitting on the tailgate of your truck, Scotty, with all those dead squirrels. Uh-huh. <laughs> Remember that? Y'all went that was a, squirrel hunting. Those were all great days. Good memories. God, he was what, 12, 13 then or something? Oh, probably 10. 10. Wow. Uh, good for him, man. Gotcha. All right, That's Scotty, so cool. I got, got a question because mm-hmm. we have had in places ton of rain. I mean, mm-hmm. a ton of rain. <clears throat> what does it do? to our, our freshwater ponds and lakes? Does it impact the fish with runoff, with the the water changing temperature because of an onslaught of rain? What happens? Uh, yeah, the water, um, a lot of rain um, without flooding. The water temperature could actually go down. Um, but you're also going to get, um, depending on what's around your lake and pond, you can get... Um, some, some lakes are going to get desirable runoff, which means you're going to get a little bit of nutrients, and that'll help with uh, the planktonic algae growth. And then some water bodies are going to get too much runoff with overload of nutrients, and those are going to turn super green, and then, you know, you have an issue of possibly having a fish kill. Because what will happen is it you'll have a, a big influx of that algae growing in the water. Your lake will turn super green, and then it when it starts dying, uh, it'll drive the oxygen down, and um, it can stress the fish or it can kill the fish, depending on how severe it is. So it it kind of depends. And, and when you're having um, continuous rains like that, that's okay. It's it, it's actually better to have it that way than it is to have a long period of drought and then have one big giant rain mm-hmm. where it washes in a lot of dead vegetation and nutrients that have been building up from the, the lack of water. What about? I was just sitting here thinking about this, um, Jeff. You know, we, we we talked about years of of people fertilizing their lawns and stuff like that. Do you want to keep fertilizer and stuff like that away from your pond? You know, like uh, like, and- like, like 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 you know, where my yard is kind of on top of the hill, and and everything goes straight down to the pond. I mean, is that something that that uh, it's something you gotta kind of monitor? Um, yeah. I mean, in some instances. It's good because you're getting the perfect amount that's 
washing in. And some, you know, if you have a lot of algae, have a lot of veg, uh, if you have a lot of filamentous algae, or you have a lot of vegetation growth, um, you want to you want to minimize the uh, amount mm-hmm. of uh, nutrients that are going in, whether it's from food plots, agricultural fields, or lawns. Um, so it's kind of a, you know, there's there's no right answer unless you, each each pond and each sit- drainage situation is unique. So right. it's 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 hard to answer. Yes, it's good, and no, it's not good, depending okay. on depending on the situation. So, I mean, um, people always say that green water is dirty. It's not really dirty. Um, green water at a certain um, level can grow 400 times more fish than clear water. But then you go too far to the green, and it gets it's called a super high super eutrophic. And then it's, that means it's excessively green. There's too many nutrients in there, and you got way too much algae in the lake. And you'll have plant, you know, you got excess of plant growth. you got excess of yeah. uh, filamentous algae growing. So then that's, you don't, you don't want that. So, and I don't remember, I know, I know uh, your lake did great for several years, and then you had one or two or one and one and a half years of little excessive weed growth. Yep. So, I mean, that, that may have changed either with more rain or more fertilizer application um you know it's it's there's a fine line right. between a really good lake and a really uh poor lake so it, one one other question people who put those fountains in the middle of the lakes is there a reason for that um the fountains are more for aesthetics they are for looks um the aeration where you have a underwater bubblers um those are those definitely have a a big impact on your on your lake or pond. The fountains are more for looks. Um, depending on if you what where you're at, um, they can they can actually accelerate the evaporation process. <clears throat> um, but they do turn the water up a little bit, but they don't move the bottom water to the top like a bottom aeration. So the fountains we pretty much are for looks, and the bottom aeration they actually have a a, a good benefit to the ponds. Scotty, we uh, we just got some communication via Facebook from uh, our good buddy John Strickland. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> to, since you're, uh, you must be smart because you, or at least maybe your wife is, because you you produced a son who's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, thanks a lot, right, Scott? Man, Jeez, so somebody. so this so uh, there, John, John sends us this picture and. Uh, and it was uh, somebody posted this, and <clears throat> there's a young man who is an apprentice at a tire shop, and he's checking for a leak on a tire. So, since you're smart, how what is a good way to go about checking for a leak in a tire? You're ta- you're asking me? Yeah. Uh, use uh, soapy water. Okay, like a squirt bottle, squirt uh-huh. it on a tire. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> If there's a big I have if there, no right? idea where, what the, this has to this do. picture we're not we're not making fun of you Scott or anything. No. This picture though that <laughs> yeah, he I'm sends, sure it's this right. young man and he's and he's got the tire and he's got the squirt bottle with the soapy water mm-hmm. and he's squirting it on the tire right to, to try to check for the leak. Uh, okay, but what should the tire have? A rim? Air pressure? <laughs> yes. You can't check a leak on a tire if the tire's not mounted on a rim and there's no air pressure in the tire. Just a tire is not going to bubble up for you. 
Now that is correct. That is too funny. (laughs) Thank you, John. Hello, Uh, McFly. That was funny. Mm, Yeah. Anyway, I just thought you'd get a kick out of that. That is good. And I want to say that um, this week is a lot more low key than last weekend. Last weekend was, it was fun, but I'm getting old. (laughs) Yeah, you are. We we (laughs) celebrated uh, Josh's accomplishment. So he is, uh, he'll be, he's passing through here in less than two weeks and then he'll be on to DC to find a place to live. Yeah. Good for him, man. That's cool. Working at the Smithsonian Institute. How cool is that? Yep, Yep. Very cool. Yeah, All right, uh, so uh, just let us know when the when the uh, party is going to be at the Smithsonian. What's that movie uh, again? The night at the night at the Smithsonian. Yeah, I've already told him. I told him there's a bunch of a bunch of you asking when that is, and they're all coming to celebrate. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, we won't do. All it right, again. guys. Well, right, enjoyed talking to you. You too, Scotty. Thank you, Scotty. All right, see you. See you. All right, till we come back, we'll talk to Chris. We'll talk to Gary right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Wholesale uh, price. Don't forget. Uh, premium service. You just heard the commercial that. Chris did a really good job on, by the tire way. Outlet. And it wasn't for Tire Outlet. It was for oh. Travis, Handyman Travis. Uh-huh. And uh, Chris is one of those guys that, that he's not very handy. Uh, listen, and so, if there's ever a guy that needed a handyman that needed Travis, that'd be me. And if you're not handy, there's nothing wrong with that. What what would be wrong with that is if you didn't recognize that and you think that you can do stuff and then you screw stuff up. Okay, so save the headache. Call Travis. Uh, number again, Kevin? 510-4020. 510-4020. That's 904-510-4020 to call Handyman Travis, and he can do basically it, anything. So I had a very, very, very good friend of mine text me this week, asked mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. for Travis's number. Yeah. And he gave me the list of things, things that he, he had on the list. Yeah, and he goes, don't judge me. Was it bad? Yeah, I mean, no. It's you. You know, it's hard as a dude sometimes to admit that you can't do yeah, certain no, things. A, you know, a, or true. or here's the deal: we all we all work full time, mm-hmm. and sometimes and we, you're too busy to do. Yeah, exactly. So, you know? Yeah, but I thought that was funny. You like, don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real real quick, I know we need to go to the phone. Yeah. This, is, this is kind of funny. Uh, we were talking about the sharks earlier. Yes. All right. So I just had two separate. Text mm-hmm. from Leon fishing mm-hmm. fishing the jetties, mm-hmm. and the first one said, "Just had a shark attack my trolling motor." Wow. Uh huh. I've and, seen that. Yeah, and then he said, "He said this is absolutely insane. How crazy the sharks are." He said they're chasing our fish. We've lost over five redfish so far to the sharks attacking the bait and and the and the reds on the surface. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't I know what's going on with the sharks, bro. I'm telling what's the you, deal? I, it, it, they, the, the, the last two years, well, Kirk's dealt with them at the big jetties for a long time. Yeah, but we've never really had to deal with them in St. Augustine. I'm serious. In the mm-hmm. last two years, bro. You, yeah, it's gotten a little different. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. I've gotten to the point too. If I go out there and we're fishing for reds, and I catch one or two, and the third one gets taken by a shark, done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm not going to keep feeding those sharks those redfish. Well, and 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 honestly, that's the way we've I'm gotten. I'm not going to do that with the, with the Kobe and the kingfish. You know, at that nine mile area. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so many sharks, Jeff. Oh, yeah. That 
that you, you know you so we're having to if you want to keep a kingfish you mm-hmm. tighten the drag down and 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 if he pulls the hooks he pulls the hooks and and you just have to horse him in but sometimes it's a matter of seconds man mm-hmm. they, they bam they hit it and then all of a sudden the shark shows you, up you can't let them make that second run oh no 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 there's no they make way. the first run you better get them in the boat yeah you can't and and you got to get them in a boat i mean it's it, it's so funny because you'll have people that are skilled that can do it mm-hmm. and then you'll have people that are just right they want to fight the fish and i'm like don't do it right and the next thing you know it makes one or two runs out of the boat if it goes down it's done yep it's done it's and i think they're i think these sharks are tuning in to, to our motors. To, to our motors. Absolutely they are. 100%. To the, the harmonics of the motors. Yeah. I think they hear well, I mean, it. I would. And they come right to it. I mean, last Friday, I'm, I'm fighting, the guy's fighting the fish, and mom looks over, and the water was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my God. Yeah. There were three bull sharks just swimming around about 10 feet below, just waiting on that kingfish. You know? And as soon as he got close enough, all of a sudden you see one just go, whoop, over. Man. Yeah. Crushed it. Crushed it. Yeah, you're not getting it. You're not getting it past the water. No, I think what you, you know, one thing that I think that people need to be aware of. Number one, if you're out fishing right now, anywhere around the jetties or on the yeah. beach, you have got to be aware that there are sharks that are going to try to eat your fish right at the boat. So do not put your hands no. down no. to pick fish no, up in no, the no, water. No, 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 don't do that. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, no, th- no that, sir. That could be could be uh, really tragic. unfortunate. Yep. It could be tragic. Yep, yep. If you if you want to catch one, take the big rod out there and go catch one, man. I'm, uh, I mean, yeah, get that get that four aught with a hundred pound mono on there. Exactly. And put you a big what, old what is the what is the best eating shark? I've heard that mako. That yeah, sharp nose mako. It's not a, even. It ain't even in the ballpark. Yeah, mako is mako doesn't even taste like shark. It's like it, swordfish. It's unreal. Really? Oh, yeah, dude. I'm telling you. I've only had it one time. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine caught one, and he said, "Do you want to chuck it this way?" Sure. It was pink, pink meat. It's pink, yeah. huh? And it was like, do we outstanding? Do, do, I, I've seen like when I fished in California, I've seen them out there. Mm-hmm. Caught one out there. Didn't eat it though. Right. I mean, it was um, you know didn't have the ability to cook it up when I was out there. I mean, yeah. staying in a hotel or whatever. Uh, do we catch those around here? Yeah. Okay. I've, I've seen I mean, a few. It, it's, it's I've never caught one, no, but I have hooked them and lost it's, them. It's a, it's a deep water fish. Okay, so that's that's a, f- a shark that is okay. without a doubt that's the number one. Yeah, best taste. But you're saying shark. like 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 locally. Yes. I, I, and I've heard this numerous times from mm-hmm. people, and I've never eaten one as a bonnet head. Bonnet head sharks yeah, are yep. really good. That's what everybody says. Okay. Now, I, I've eaten black tip. I've eaten black tip, but I thought it was eh. It was all right. Yeah, we took we cut it up in little chunks and and they made it. like little yeah like nuggets out yeah, of it. It was all right, but not it's, nothing great. It's really bland. Bland. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Really. All right. Uh, if I, I'd love to know what people think for for if there's somebody out there that has eaten a lot of different kinds of shark, I'd love mm-hmm. to know what their thoughts are or how they would rank them. Yeah. You know about what's best our to local eat because, stuff. Yeah, I mean the our local thing shark is because, once you catch them, you gotta you gotta clean them. Mm-hmm. Now, which, but got to field dress them. Okay, but, but let's just assume we have done all that. That there's somebody out there that has that likes to eat shark. I'd love to know how they rank them. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So we need like the guy. What's that guy? Guy f- the the guy that's got the Food Network. Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. We need the, we need the Guy Fieri of shark meat. Yeah. Is there be, somebody out there that can do that for us? If you are chef, you need a chef. Six four one ten ten. Now let's go to the phone lines and, and bring up Chris this morning. Over white. Yeah. Morning, Chris. 
got to put them there. Oh, there, there we go. go. Now we got them. Chris, the button Chris. didn't work. Sorry. Good morning, fellas. Good morning, morning, buddy. Uh, Jeff, I would go. Uh, I would go Mako, Nurse Shark, Black Tip Shark. Um, I don't know if you're supposed to kill Nurse Sharks, but they are jam up and jelly type fried. <laughs> okay, I don't doubt it because they eat a lot of crab. They are yeah. delicious. Yeah, yeah. Did you they say are delicious. Jam up and jelly tight. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm I don't know daddy. what that means, it, but it sounds really cool. That's an old expression. Yeah, it's like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, it's an old expression from the seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> righteous. Yeah, the uh, the Mako, the Mako, like they said, it, it's like a cross between um, a blue marlin and a dolphin to me. Okay, um, uh, real good fish. It, it is. It's 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 how which, which one? Mako, uh, the Mako. Mako. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, I ate some from uh, a friend of mine. Gave me some from over in uh, the Gulf of Mexico, hmm. and it was good. They caught a four hundred pounder. That's a lot of meat. Mm, that's a big shark. That's a that's big, a big shark. Yeah. yeah, I was listening to listening to y'all, and man, that's the sharks that are offshore right now. Yeah. Oh my God, they're ginormous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I just, you know, Chris, you've been fishing here as long as I have. I mean, do you? I don't. I just don't. Rem- you know, we we used to worry about losing kingfish to barracudas. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you now know, you're worried about losing barracuda to the sharks. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> sharks are eating. The thing that I thought that that really has changed in the in the last summer is that now they're eating their cobia. Yes, and that's something I have yeah. I have never seen. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're eating. The, yeah, they're eating the cobia. Those those twenty five twenty eight inches are. I mean, it's like a snack. Yeah. 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 They're eating barracuda too. We I had a, a young lady on the boat and was going to catch her first kingfish or whatever it was first saltwater fish big saltwater fish and so we fought the fish around and the shark bit it bit it right behind the gills and swam around with it for 15 minutes in his mouth before i finally made him turn it loose and it was a you know 18 to 20 pound barracuda <laughs> ate it in one bite yes yeah. oh yeah yeah, it's, yep. yeah you, you, with when i went to nine mile on last friday mm-hmm. i came back with no yep. gear i had nothing oh my God. I, I had no fluorocarbon i had no rigs I, I'm serious. Uh, I, I, yeah. It just all got eaten because when they eat, when they eat it, they eat the whole thing. All you can do is pop them off. Oh yeah, you can't turn yep. them. Yeah, I'm not on the gear no, we're fishing with. Yeah, yeah. no, it, no. It, interesting. You can, unless you got an hour to kill, and if you're tournament fishing, that's right. You just pop them off and try to get another one, another bait out. It's it's. Yeah, but kudas, man, that's like a seagull eating a French fry out of a McDonald's dumpster. I mean, that's a nasty tasting fish. No, they they yeah. they're, they're, they're they hammering them, man. Kudas, man. They're unbelievable. It doesn't matter. God forbid you hook a panita. Oh, that's mm. that's like yeah. extra snacky. Oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, yep. we got uh, Kevin. You fishing next weekend? I am not. What's next weekend? Okay, I am not. Uh, it, the Mason's Voice is a charity tournament. For, I got you. Uh, yep. Um, if if just for uh, for mothers with uh, fetuses that have a birth defect that they can go in and fix in the womb so that the baby has a, a you know, a, a, a head chance. start when they, right. when they're born. Right, right, right. right. And uh, it's a, it's, and it's a, it's beach, a beach tournament. tournament. It's a beach tournament, yep. Jeff. Yeah. Six miles, six miles. So, all right. Well, I sound like y'all up against a break, so we'll catch up with y'all later. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Standing by. All right. 904-641-1010. We come back. We've got a ring power cat tip of the week. We'll talk to Gary and talk to whoever's calling in right now, right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show.
Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the Rain Power Cat Tip of the Week. Rain Power and the Cat Rental Store has the youngest fleet in the industry, which makes it the most dependable, the most productive. And so why would you waste your time or your money to go anywhere else? Go to ringpower.com to learn more. This week's tip is a bow season opens in what? Uh, five, five weeks. Five weeks? Yeah. Five weeks. So, so uh, yeah. you better be ready. Yeah. And there's one place to get ready that mm-hmm. you can certainly go to, and that's to go see Rick at Strike Zone. Yep. I, uh, I tried to get a, a little ahead of the game this year and – Took my bow to him, oh gosh, two or three weeks ago to get everything tuned up. And I actually took my bow to him at the beginning of the summer and he found a crack in one of my limbs. Oh boy. Yeah. So I had to send it back to Bowtech and their customer service was like outstanding. I got to give it to them, man. I mean, they. Bowtech has a great company. They, 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 they were, they were on it. Um, it cost me $90 to ship the bow and they basically rebuilt it and, and sent it back to me at no charge. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, like I said, I, got, I feel like I got a new bow now. But yeah. because of that, I had to take all my stuff off, you know, and, and all your accessories. So I took it to Rick mm-hmm. with all of my new accessories. And This uh, is kind of like bringing Willie a, a bunch of real parts yes, in a bucket. It's, it's exactly so what So you just I, have a bigger bucket had, with bow parts and you hand it to Rick. I had a bag of accessories. I'm like, here you go, Rick. And he goes, uh, when do you need this? I'm like, look, look not, not not till next week, you know. So, Some weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, I got my bow all done and, and tuned up. Um, and, and look, it's it's that time. I mean, it's, it's five weeks away. I mean, I put cameras up this week. To just to see what we got. Yeah, I got to do know? that. That's one thing that uh, me and Gerald haven't done yet. Yep. But that's uh, soon to be on the list. I will tell you that I think I told you last week on the show that <clears throat> I was uh, hit spray the food plots the yeah. week before. So now I think today it's officially two weeks since I sprayed it. I think that's right. Yeah, two weeks. So uh, go up to the – to Georgia to go to the baseball game, and you can kill the music, Chris. That's a ring power tip of the week. Go to Strike Zone, get your boat tuned yep. up. Both season's only five weeks away, so don't waste any time because if you go in like three weeks, Rick's going to be like, dude, why didn't you yep, come see exactly. me five weeks ago or three weeks ago? Yep. Well, now we're giving you that warning. But I had sprayed the food plots because, and I told you, remember, I got the antler in the tire. Yep. And uh, so, uh, so this week, go up and kind of check on how that was working. And dude, they're 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 done. They're dead. I mean, done. That's awesome. And, and there's a additive that I use because I spray Roundup, and the Roundup there's a certain and Parker can probably tell you more on on this type of thing. But there's a you know there's a certain percent that you try to use to make it effective, and and so when you spray, you know you want to make sure that you don't have any any spots you miss. So I overlap it a little bit with your spray. So I probably use a little bit more than what I need to, but it's just be for fear of missing spots. But when you mix the roundup and, and there's a additive that they have, I don't know exactly what's in it, but it's called quick kill. And so you add that, I think it's like the mixture amount is like a quart, it's a quart per hundred gallons. So strong stuff. And your roundup, you might end up doing like a quart, quart and a half, Per acre, which typically your spray rate's about, or at least for mine it is, is about 25 gallons per acre. So then when you're filling up all this stuff, you know, you're adding a quart, quart and a half, a roundup per 25 gallons, and, you know, I've got 150 tanks, 150-gallon tank sprayer. Mm-hmm. 
And then so quart of this additive called Quick Kill per 100 gallons. So it's a quart and a half per tank as well with that. And uh, typically Roundup, if you don't add this additive, I mean, it takes a week, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, you know, a couple of days, three, four, five, six days, it starts brown a little bit. And you slowly see it turning color. Quick Kill, dude. Done. It's brown. It's dead. It's, I mean, it's done. <laughs> right, right. It's like, holy cow. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like nitrogen, which makes the plant take it up quicker. But anyway, yeah, pretty cool stuff. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Gary's been hanging on forever, and uh, let's bring him up. Morning, Gary. Good morning, gentlemen. You're always worth waiting for. Well, we appreciate that. <laughs> hey, uh, last week there was a caller talking about, he was talking about his boat, and he got some kind of handwritten message from Jack Nicholas and all about the boat or something. Yeah. Remember yep. that story? Yeah, yeah, sure. That was Rick. He was he was going down to Tampa to pick up his his, his dream boat. Okay, I apologize. I didn't, I didn't get it. I don't remember getting his name. So uh, yeah, apologies, Rick. But uh, it was a great story. It was just reminding me of a story. Uh, one Christmas, my mother uh, got me a, a, a Jack Nicholas autograph picture. What she did, she called his office down there in Palm North Palm Beach, and he happened to be over in Australia on business at the time. And she took all the information, said. Uh, He'll be back in town in a couple of days, and when he gets back, he'll make sure he gets he gets that out to you. You know, he did, he, you know, no, no stamps. He always signed everything personally, and uh, so uh, for Christmas, I got a she got me a nice framed uh, picture that said "To Gary, Good Golf" and Jack Nicholas. And uh, I just cool. want to say he, yeah. he's always been a class act. You know, he yes. uh, he cares about his fans, and that too often of uh, you know the modern day prima donna. Jack's always been. Great with the fans, and uh, yeah, and he, and he, I really appreciate it. He he loves the fish too. He's a yeah, big top uh, fisherman. Who doesn't like the he, fish? He, yeah. he, he's just a class actor. Appreciate it, guys. That's all, all right, I have. Thanks, Gary. Yep. Appreciate it. All right, let's go to the phone lines and bring up Captain Dave this morning. Morning, Captain Dave. Captain Dave. All right, let's go to Brian. Yeah, let's go talk to Brian. He's been hanging on. Morning, Brian. Good morning, fellas. How's it going? Good. Good. Excellent. Well, I heard you guys talking about mako sharks. Yeah. And uh, we don't have a great mako shark fishery here, but in the wintertime, uh, there are quite a few around. You know, you're looking for water temperatures in probably the mid-60s to low-60s is ideal. All right, so, so uh, Brian, everyone... Brian, Brian, tell, tell people why you know all this. I used to run a charter boat out of St. Augustine called the Jody Land. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, you know, this was actually back before they shut down snappers. Right. And so, and, and groupers in the, in the wintertime. So we used to do a lot of bottom fishing in a hundred foot and out 21 fathoms, uh, you know, in late December, January, February, and that's where we'd run into them. So now there aren't a whole lot of people fishing in, you know, 62 degree water in February because you can't keep, keep a snapper. You can't keep a grouper. Everyone's mm-hmm. out there wahoo fishing in, you know, 71, 72, 73 degree water. Um, the guys who are seeing it now are the guys who are cobia fishing on the wreck. Uh-huh. And so they're in there, you know, when the cobias get on the wrecks in the wintertime, they're still seeing a few of them. Uh, a friend of mine on the undecided hooked one probably about 400 pounds. Uh, it's going back a few years now, call it four or five years ago. Uh, and the problem is twofold. One, people aren't ready for them, so they don't have the right tackle for them. You get a lot of people who hook them or have me to, you know, eat something that they're fighting. Um, but, you know, they have mono leader or light wire or something like that. And then two, they don't have anything for the end game. Uh, and that's what happened to Chris. 
they had that fish hooked for over an hour and didn't have a flying gaff or a, a shotgun yeah. or anything like yeah. that to finish them off. What are you, you going to do with a 400-pound uh, Mako shark? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with a, with a you know six-foot gaff with a three-inch bite. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. Thank you. At the least, you better have a pistol. Something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, like I say, I just heard y'all talking about, uh, cool. about Mako sharks and figured that I'd let the folks but, listen to know that if, if you're fishing in that water in the wintertime, you know, it's not a good enough fishery where you can really target them, in my opinion. Uh, but, you know, you may want to have something ready for them just in case you see one. All right, so, so Brian, to- out of all the years that you spent offshore with Jody Lynn and all that, what's the coolest thing you ever saw? Hmm. Ooh, I've seen a lot of cool stuff. Um, personally, because I'm a big trolling guy, uh, you know, watching a, a blue marlin go and, and chase around a dolphin until he finally gets them. Ooh, yeah. You know, I had one. uh there's a gentleman named Hunter Brandt, and he and I were fishing an edge going the opposite direction, and we had blue one knock about a 15-pound dolphin out of the water right in between us. Do that three or four times before he got him, and, and unfortunately for us, he got what he wanted. Neither one of us saw that fish again, but uh, it was pretty neat to see. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Did you, cool. did you see very many great whites? Because you, cause you were out there when they're there, you know, in the wintertime. You know, I never saw a single one. <laughs> now, I, I dropped on, uh, I do a bit of diving, and uh, I dropped a couple of uh, of my friends on a great white on the Desco about six or seven years ago. I never saw them myself. Uh, but as you can imagine, when they hit the surface, they hit the uh, hit the surface uh, walking on water there. <laughs> yeah. Get us in the boat, look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You get them in the boat, and they're all panting. And, you know, I always tell people, uh, you know, it, it was the worst, the worst thing that ever happened to them in the water. But by the next day, it was the best thing that ever happened. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Yes, that's exactly right. Now I, they got a story. Can you imagine, mm-hmm. though, the, one of the probably the scariest things that ever could happen to somebody is if you're diving and you're diving deep, and, and I don't know the exact progression of where you have to decompress, Kirk. But it, Well, after you go below one atmosphere, you're already looking at decompression all at right, some so point. Let's say you, you go down and, and you, now you have, you're, you're at the bottom and you see a great white. Or you're on the way up to the top and oh, you, you see can't a great just white. come up fast. Now you can't you can't bypass the decompression point. No, and so you're sitting there. You're Can you imagine? To, you're only supposed to come up as fast as the bubbles come up. So you can't exceed the speed of your bubbles because you will get the bend. Can you imagine though having to decompress you, you, and there's a great white <laughs> down there and you know it? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, I don't know. Is- I've seen people down there and they've seen giant sharks and you can hear them screaming through the regulator. Oh, yeah. You just hear this. <laughs> you're going, what? What's that? I hear something. <laughs> and then you look over and he's pointing. And you're going, oh, my God. Okay, let's, well, let's uh, leave. Uh, I'm going to stay in the boat, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Brian. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. Y'all have a good one. You too. Cool stuff. All right, we come back. Uh, Captain Dave is called back in. Okay. So we'll we'll talk to him, talk to you, 904-641, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. So is that which, which group is that? That's Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. That's a a cool, like that is doors. a cool song, by the way. Yes, it is. Really cool song. Um, in about thirty-eight minutes, West Virginia is going to be playing in the Little League playoff game up in Warner Robins. So go Jefferson County. Hopefully, you have some great luck today. Looking forward to a victory. Hope they get it. 
And uh, I just want to remind everybody that also that if you've got a little piece of waterfront heaven <laughs> and you want to make it better, you got an issue with your boathouse or your boat lift or your bulkhead or your boat dock, you need a new one, you need to rebuild one, you need to fix them, there's only one place to call, and that's CNH Marine Construction. I've trusted them since uh, 1996. I would never have anybody else do any of my bulkhead or dock work ever again because that's how good they are, CNH Marine Construction. I right, let's go to the phone lines. Captain Dave has called back in. Good morning, Captain Dave. Morning, guys. Morning, Captain Dave. Listen, have you seen, did you see the payout on the White Marlin Open? I did not. Yeah, I saw it. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. White, White Marlin Open, is that's a fishing tournament, right, for White Marlin, I'm assuming, and where? It is Ocean City, uh, Maryland. It's the well, that's the big money big tournament. tournament. Oh, it's huge. Oh, yeah. Money. 85 pound, 85 points, 85.5 pound weight Marlin was worth $3,200,000. Wow. What did that come out? They had it posted as by the pound. What is it, $35,000 a pound? I don't know, man. I'll tell ridiculous. you what, I, I, I drove a couple times in that thing. Dave, was for, that the uh, tournament? That a couple years ago, there was a little bit of a uh, controversy because one of the mates didn't have a fishing license or something like oh, that. that was yeah. one out of Hatters. Yeah. That was one out of Carolina. Yeah, it was, yeah. Out, it was out of North Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's like, it was one of those tournaments that's kind of yeah. on par yeah. with that tournament that's out of Ocean City. It was yeah. a big money tournament. Yeah. That, that, I still feel big, sorry for that guy. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a big boy's game. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, that's not for the pain of heart. Uh, and that was, the total payout was nine point two million, and uh, that doesn't include the Calcutta, by the way. Wow! I wonder how much that Calcutta was. Uh, a was lot of money. A lot more. <laughs> a lot more than three million. Well, I know that when I was running a boat called Prepay, uh, just uh, driving it for tournaments and stuff. Guys, tournament fisher. Budget for the week as far as putting the boat down there, baits, mates flying in from Hawaii and everything else. It was about 30 grand for the week just to be there. You know, the funny thing is, too, they had different categories. They had like uh, tuna, too. So for for the biggest tuna was $1.1 million for the biggest tuna. Yep. 137-pound tuna. $1.1 million. That is a serious big boys game. Holy Holy, man. Unbelievable, (laughs) man. I'd be on that boat, though, going – Hey, can we just take a little slab out of it real quick? I'm really hungry. Uh, yeah, no, you wouldn't either. <laughs> they, they gave away $120,000 for the biggest shark. Yeah. yeah. Well, how do they determine the biggest shark? When I guess on? they bring them in and weigh them. 132.5 pounds. Okay. Yeah, bring them in. That's, uh, like I say, that's a uh, nice. big boy's game, though. Yeah, it's that's not, that's crazy. Not for the pain of heart. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just thought I'd call Thanks, Captain Dave. Uh, yeah. I always enjoyed this white marlin thing. I, like I said, I drove it a couple of times, but not anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Guys. Thank you, Dave. So, uh, wow. Leon just sent me a picture of his trolling motor. The one that the shark tried to attack? Bit his prop in half. No way. No way. Yeah. Look, He must have had a fish close cow. by or something. Yeah. Yeah, see, the, the, the prop's gone. Oh, my God. <laughs> it actually ate the prop. It, it ate yeah. the prop. Yeah, the prop is he's got uh, one. Okay, so so let me e- explain just just a little bit. How do you so do whenever that? we're fishing the jetty, sometimes right, your trolling motor comes out of the water mm-hmm. and it'll go. Right, I, and, yep, and, there you go. And, it's and, an attractive. And, exactly. It, it, Look at that. that, that so, so so I mean, what what species are we thinking? That, those are bull sharks. 
Okay, yeah. so yeah. there's a the troller motor prop is a two blade prop. Yeah, correct. And it looks like the hurricane little drawing that they put on maps. You yeah. know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and what's so, it made out of? It's plastic. It's plastic. Hard. Yeah. It's, but it's very durable plastic. Yeah, right. I mean, because yeah, I mean, right, right. you run over stuff all the you time. You can go like, over like oyster heavy, bars. Heavy and, PVC kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah you I mean, have it's, to stomp on it with a sledgehammer to break it like that. And it the the prop or the <laughs> really? prop blades are typically about if sticking out from the circle <laughs> part of the hub. <laughs> they're like can four you or five inches. Reaction? Oh my god! <laughs> Get off my damn prop! <laughs> Guess what? Yeah, only he didn't anchor, say. Brother. There, there was <laughs> no dad gum mentioned. No, no, no. Oh my god! Welcome it, to our role. Sometimes the prop is, I would say, the one prop blade, and we'll post this up on our Facebook page. The one prop blade <laughs> broken to the nub. is probably eighty-five percent gone. Yeah. It's broken all the way to the shaft. They're eating parts of like he, he he took a bite of it and broke the whole thing off. Yes, I mean, I mean that's he grabbed per square it. inch. You think these, that was? These oh, are hungry, I don't want to find hungry out. sharks, man. It's crazy. Imagine what it'd do to a piece of flesh. Oh, oh, son, it, you're gone. Oof. You're limbless. You know what's pretty pretty way wild is that we've me and Tara walked the beach quite a bit now, and we find a lot of sharks' teeth. Mm-hmm. And you find a lot of them in certain parts, you know, the Ponte Vedra area. And when you go down to, like, the Guana State Park area that's along the beach, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's there's shark's teeth everywhere. Yeah. For the amount of shark's teeth that you find, first of all, they're incredibly sharp. Oh, yeah. I like, mean, like, oh, my God, yeah. sharp, like, right? Yeah. Yeah, like puncture your tractor tire sharp. In, in, a, in a second. <laughs> and so – if they bite something, obviously it's it's like super sharp and mm-hmm. they cut right through it. But what amazes me is that when we, here we are talking about the number of sharks that we have in our area, and people are like, oh, we're almost amazed at it. But if you walk the beach and you and you sit there and you look at see how many how many sharks teeth that you can find along that beach, there like even all the way down to the gate station, sure. Danner on, yeah. uh, which is, I guess, South Ponte Vedra of St. Augustine. It's an Exxon station now, but it's exactly. it will forever be known as the gate it's station. It's the gate station, yeah. which is right there by the entrance to uh, Guana State right. Park. Okay. You sit there and you go, because you can walk the beach and literally in an hour, you can find 15, 20 shark's teeth on a low mm-hmm. tide. And you sit there and go, you wait a minute, if we're finding 15 or 20 shark's teeth. There's a lot of sharks. That's a lot of sharks if you can go out there yeah. and find 15, 20 sharks. It's always sharks been like that down there. Though. It has been. You're, you're right. As long it's, as I've lived it's, here. It's, it's always been that way. And you got to realize, too, sharks constantly lose their teeth. They come they come out of their mouths. Yeah, they and, roll out. And ro- rows, yep. mm-hmm. and they roll out. And when they get, sometimes they get too far extended or whatever, they bite into something, they just break them off, or they pop out of their head, or... They eat a, a big shark. A big shark eats a little shark, and the carcass lays on the bottom or whatever. Which that will happen, by the way. Heck yeah! I mean, in, they in eat each other. Absolute minute. They're they're cannibals. Flesh they're, is flesh. They're, they'll, they'll eat each other eat any minute. But it's just amazing that uh, the, how many sharks' teeth you can actually find. And, and last week or this week, Tara found uh, a big shark's tooth. Mm-hmm. I mean, a big one. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, my God, it's like the best. And it's one of those triangular ones, yeah, you know? Yeah, sure. And uh, not the long, kind of bending, yep. skinnier yep. ones. More of a triangle. Exactly. Yep. And so we, we I say we, Dylan researched it. and Tara researched it. What kind? Great white. Great yeah. white. Don't doubt it. Yep. And that's, that's a cool find. Yeah, it is. A really cool find. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. And uh, when we come back, 
there was a lot of information that we gained from the ICAST show, and we're now learning that there was a lot of information that we gained post-ICAST show. I'll share you. Okay. I'll share it with you uh, after this right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Obviously, if you're in the market for a Cadillac, there's only one place to go, Claude Nolan Cadillac. If you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, and I looked over there this morning, and uh, they still have that Denali GMC over there. Um, Things beautiful. Anyway, right price, you know, perfect vehicle for you, a couple thousand miles. Claude Nolan Cadillac, located on South South Boulevard, just north of JTB. All right, uh, I talked about uh, what we learned at ICAST, and man, got to see some great products down there. And one thing that we have been learning kind of post-ICAST, a lot of people got COVID down there. You know, well, that, for uh, all the gatherings and going I, out I, Yeah, I guess. And, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if it was actually from going to dinners and partying or at the actual event itself. But, yeah, I mean, that's kind of scary. Yeah, absolutely. You know, hearing hearing all that stuff and – and hopefully everybody is staying healthy. Yep. Uh, and that's uh, obviously going to be uh, very important for all of us. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Oh, by the way, we were just talking during a break, and Kirk is on Instagram. I'm on Instagram, Yeah. and and I'm not real like active on it or anything, but uh, <laughs> I like Instagram just because some of the videos that you can actually see on Instagram, it, they're, they're hilarious. Yeah, that one site is we Jeff and I were talking about. It. It's called a qualified captain. If, if folks, if there's if you're on Instagram, and this guy had a booth down at the iCast, and I and I went by and I wanted to meet him because I, I followed him before I was at the iCast, right? And I wanted to talk to him, and I got his card because he had a card that was at his booth, and so I'd like to talk to him, maybe get him on as a guest mm-hmm. at some point in the future. But if you're on Instagram, just search for the qualified captain. Some of his videos that he finds, it's basically on boater mishaps, wave runner mishaps, et cetera, mm-hmm. are absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I'm talking. There's one like where a guy stuff. has got a, a, a jet ski in the back of his pickup truck, and he's trying to launch it. And From so the bed back, of the truck. They're backing the truck into the, the, lake, the river or lake. Yeah, or lake, whatever it is. Oh, my gosh. And they still back it in. It's like you've got to, you're going to swamp <laughs> and sink the whole truck. I've been there, done that. Just seen to it, launch a jet it. ski. Yeah. I yeah. mean, <laughs> Anyway, yeah. uh, if you want some entertainment, uh, follow the qualified captain on Instagram. All right, let's go to the phone lines, and let's bring up Jay this morning. He has uh, some shark tooth stories for us. Good morning, Jay. Hey, man, I, I heard y'all talking about those shark tooths and where they where you can find them at. Several times in my, you know, 50 years, I've drilled shallow water irrigation wheels, uh-huh. like for uh, those kind of things, 20 miles away from the ocean. Yeah. And I have had shark teeth come up in those irrigation wells. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think several I think, times. I think I told you, uh, we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, Jay. I had a guy on my boat that that's, that was his hobby, was fossils and mm-hmm. shark's teeth. And he gave me a megalodon tooth. Megalodon. Uh, yeah. Megalodon. Mag- 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 yeah. Megalodon. Mm-hmm. It, it found it in Gainesville, Florida. Wow. wow. I mean, that's that was it was it was amazing. It was so it was so cool. We found sharks teeth on our main road at Fargo. Exactly. Yes. Walking down, wow. you know, Fargo, Georgia. <laughs> hey, yeah. one other question sure. for uh, Kevin and 
Captain Kurt real quick. I heard y'all talking about uh, kind of how far y'all go offshore and whether you're concerned about it. But do y'all carry a firearm for on your boat for you know protection? You never know who you're going to run in, into out in that ocean. Just curious. No, I do not carry a no. firearm. I I do. Okay. You do every okay. every time. Yep. But I all would, right, guys. I appreciate all it. All right, Love buddy. Yep. Tip Thank you, Jay. Uh, I don't know what what is going on 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 ESPN right now. I just that's saw the, the U.S. Open cow chip throwing contest. Well, that's a that's the mullet championship, and they got a mullet yep. contest for the best mullet. But literally, a cow chip throwing contest. <laughs> yeah. How far can you throw a cow turd? Basically, yeah. Go over and pick. look, Merle. It's the Olympics, right? <laughs> They got corgi races too. Dogs. I think, oh my I think gosh. we need to what, get. What uh, happened? <laughs> what, we, what happened? If we had to enter, we okay, can't have greyhound races. No, but they can have corgi races. If we had to enter, okay. <laughs> Those one are outdoor show hall of famer uh-huh. in a mullet or a cow chip throwing contest. Oh, who would it be? Who would? Who would represent the outdoor oh, it show? Would, it would definitely be, be Lester. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Let's get Lester up this morning. Morning, Lester. Morning, guys. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. You dang right I'd get my dang, dang doo-doo throwing cow chipper. You got to find the right one. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. When you go well with it, don't because if it's too if it's too dry, then it's too light, right? Yep. You got to find you, the right amount of moisture. Yeah, you got to find the right amount of moisture. Exactly. Kevin, you've done it before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Lester, so I I was asked the question yesterday: Why is is Lester mad at you guys or something? Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I was like, wait, a I think he's actually been working. But because you haven't called us, and like we we're starting to wonder, do you not love us anymore? No, I love y'all. Hey, y'all ain't gonna get rid of me and Parker and Charlie Brown. Say what? He sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher. Yeah. Wah, 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 yeah what, what, wah, Lester, you got to hold the phone properly. Oh, I'm sorry. There you go. I'm now sorry. try that again. Yeah, I said you're never gonna get rid of me and Chef Gordon, Scotty Brown, and Parker. All right. <laughs> Good. Glad to hear it. We're, we're and we were actually uh, gonna we actually were gonna send out the search party if uh, if we didn't hear from you today. So it's good to hear from you. We thought you fell back in another hog waller. <laughs> no, man. I've been listening. I just you know nine o'clock hour rolls around and I crap. You know, I don't. And I just I wake up. And I gotta get my coffee. And well, so this morning he called. Now listen, he calls up at nine thirty one, and he says. <laughs> And he says, "Yeah, what, what what time is it? Like nine? <laughs> <laughs> don't you wear a watch, Lester? Lester, you I'm like to sleep work, in man. on Saturdays? We know that. Yeah, That's I cool. Wear watches, yeah, I'm man. at work, brother. I'm at work. Travis, uh, you know, he's he's uh, got that newborn he's taking care of. I'm picking up the slack. Absolutely. I'm picking up the slack, brother, for Travis. <clears throat> but uh, no, man. Uh, you know, y'all talking about them sharks, brother? I don't." I don't mess, I don't like to mess with them. Period. You know, no. they, they get on my. Head. I don't want to try to pull the hook. I just, to me, they're like contortions, man. I, I'm just scared one's gonna bite me. 
Yeah, twenty-five cent hook ain't worth. No, absolutely shark. not. Kevin and I are on the same no, page. We've been not, doing man. it all, all the time. We don't ever bring them in the boat. Yep. It was not. I don't know if y'all seen that idiot earlier this week on Facebook. Uh, I was going through, and, and the guy grabs a stink. You know, the, the guy's filming his son, and he goes, he goes, oh yeah, stingray. And the guy grabs. Obviously, neither one of them knew what they were doing. And brother, it popped him. Oh. I mean, holding it like you would just a regular fish. Oh, yeah. And it busted him. And I went, how freaking stupid can you be? You know, I, but but you you know what, Lester? There's a lot of things we take for granted. You know, I mean, yeah. I had, I had you know, a guy on the boat a couple weeks ago. And, and, and we caught a catfish. He goes, oh, I caught one of those things yesterday. What is that? Do they hurt you? And I'm, he said, I was just grabbing it. And I'm like, and, and, you know, so you, you, you'd you be surprised, Lester. You know what I mean? I mean, that, look, yeah, the yeah. first time I took my brother-in-law surf fishing, he lipped a, a bluefish. No. Oh, oh dude, it ripped him. I mean, he was screaming and hollering. That thing was holding on to his thumb. I mean, it was it was <laughs> ugly. I mean, uh, but if you don't know any better, lesson learned. <laughs> no, you don't. You know how people, uh, you tell them don't grab the fish and they do it inside. Yeah. I can't count the times I've said, they want to pick the group up and take a picture, and they stick their hand right in the steel plate. And oops, yep. you know, it's time to be still. And, you know, I, now I, we got to snag your hand out of that steel plate. I, the, the, the reason Kirk and I, I mean, we're, we adamantly yeah. wear gloves. Because when we're snapper fishing, man, those things they'll and tear I, I, your hands I, I, to pieces, I, I, man. And I, you know, you see people try to grab them. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's why I have the gloves on. Just, yeah. just, I, I got it. You know, and that that is so true. Accident waiting to happen, yep. buddy. It's all in. It's all in fishing, brother. Yep. I um, remember the first time I saw somebody try to grab a snapping turtle. From the side of the shell. Oh my oh, God! No. They had no idea their yeah, necks. They could were that reach long. all the way out and get them. <laughs> and I was like, "Don't, don't, 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 don't!" And then things coming out look like an octopus coming out of there. It's like, "Oh my God!" Yeah. <laughs> y'all talk. I'll leave you with this. Y'all talking about elder women, you know, and all what? what back home, the elder ladies would fish in the spillways, you know, where the where the pond spills over into the spillway. They gather around there and sit and. You know, room and this and catch brim and all afternoon with your cane pole. I'm trying to figure out, Lester, are, are you are you on muscle relaxers or are you just holding yeah. the phone wrong? I'm just holding the phone wrong, I guess. The, no. The muscle it's relaxers just, are causing him to hold the phone wrong. No, man, it's the dead gun phone. I ain't on them cotton picking muscle relaxers. <laughs> but, but uh oh, them women say, get this get this coot off my line. They call it snapper down cooter. Get this coot off my line. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lester. <laughs> we love you, Lester. Yeah, like a brother. Hey, man. See you. Yeah, and I ain't no daggum. I know you life. ain't. We're just having fun with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the, like, is he on muscle relaxers or does he have marbles yeah. in his mouth? Uh, yeah. Is he holding the phone wrong? I'm trying to figure out how Whatever the phone makes on. how the phone Stop makes chewing. you slur. That's oh, awesome. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Uh He's still there. <laughs> Let's take a break here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Uh, we come back. We'll do an updated weather, a tides, and also a Kirby Co. cooking tip of the week, courtesy of Kirk. Yes, that means get out your paper and pens. Yes. That's right simple. here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. And you just hold tight, Lester. Yeah.
Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show's time now for the Kirby Co. Builders Cooking Tip of the Week. Kirby Co. Builders is an industry leader, and it's a proven provider of framing, drywall, interior, and exterior finishing on both commercial and residential products. And if you want to learn more to see some of the beautiful jobs that they have done all across the USA, go to kirbycobuilders.com, K-I-R-B-Y-C-O-Builders.com. And you can click up a link right there at the homepage of outdoorshow.com. This week's tip comes from Captain Kirk, and it's uh, Mrs. Potter's Chicken. We might have done it before, but this is a great little refresher because... Yeah, we did it a couple of years ago. I it think. is really good. Yeah, Kate, my wife, came came up with this deal. She found it on the internet. Her and Madison did. And it's real simple. You take two bone chicken breasts, bone them out, cut the strips off the, the breasts anywhere from an inch to inch and a half. And then you get a, a Ziploc bag. Make sure you put the chicken in the Ziploc so when you hit it with the mallet, it doesn't go flying all over the kitchen. Pop it a couple times to flatten a little bit. And then what you do is you add a sleeve of Ritz crackers in a mm. big Ziploc, crush mm. them, and then put a big scoop. We usually put a quarter cup to half a cup of Parmesan cheese grated. Mm-hmm. Melt a stick of butter in the microwave. You dip the fillets in the butter, throw them in the Ziploc bag, kind of a shake and bake thing. Oh, yeah. Put them on a cookie sheet and bang. You know? It looks really good. It does. It's, it's unreal how yeah, good they are. It looks so good. The butter's got to have something to do with that. It's you think? It's <laughs> oh, you think? It's truly amazing. And, and the Ritz yeah, yeah, it's Parmesan cheese. <laughs> to me, it's amazing how tender they are and how juicy they are after you cook them like this. I gotta try that. That looks really, really good. It's pretty incredible. I love. We put it on the cocker, copper cooker. Yeah, and throw it in the oven. It's unreal. Yeah, the Ooh. copper crisper. Yeah, yeah, that thing's money. We did that as a cooking tip in the past, and that thing absolutely works. That's that's your Kirby Co. Builders cooking tip of the week. All right, before we uh, get Archie up here real quick, let's do an updated weather and an updated tides. Weather brought to you by the Bearded Pig. you got to check out the new location on Kings Avenue, folks. If you haven't been there, it's really just south of the old location. Brand-new building, great parking, outdoor seating. It's got uh, the same great food that they've always had. I mean, I'm an absolutely incredible location. The paint job is is wonderful. And I went by there on, uh, what day was that, uh, Thursday, and uh, talked with Chad, got to see the restaurant. It's amazing. So the weather for today, southwest winds 5 to 10 knots, becoming south in the afternoon, 2 to 3 feet. Chance of showers and thunderstorms tomorrow, west wind 5 knots, changing over to the southeast 5 to 10 in the afternoon, 2 to 3 feet. Monday, south winds 5 knots, becoming southeast 5 to 10 in the afternoon. Tuesday, southeast winds 5 to 10. Wednesday, southeast winds 5 to 10. And so it looks pretty good. Yeah, uh, just real quick, uh, just got a a bait update. There is bait on the beach in San Augustine, north and south of the inlet. Okay, that's good news. news. Good news. Good news. All right, Tide's Report brought to you by Angie Subs, the best sub shop in Jacksonville. And uh, my son went there the other day. And uh, saw Gordon stealing French fries from Angie Subs. And With a shovel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but it's the but, best French fries in Jacksonville at Angie Subs. To be paired with the best sub shop in Jacksonville, it's a winning combination and the best sweet tea that you'll ever have. The tides for today at Mayport, you had an 8.36 a.m. high tide. That's a 4.09. At 2.13 this afternoon, it's going to be a low tide. That's a .15. And then tomorrow at 9.20 a.m., you have a 4.23 high tide. All right, let's go to the phone lines and let's bring up Archie this morning. Sneak him in real quick. Good morning, Archie. Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Good morning. 
Good. Uh, mixed emotions here. We're getting ready to pack up and head out of Anna Maria. We've been here all week. Nice. And uh, limited out on mangrove snapper three of the five days. Mm. And uh, caught some really nice black drum. Uh, I tell you what, we're in a little bubble here because the red tide's south of us and north of us, but we've been good all week. So it's really been good. Uh, Thank goodness we don't enjoy that. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. my goodness. Terrible. We need to get logmen down here, though. We need to catch some of these uh, some of these sheep set on these columns down here under the pier. I know nobody fools with them they down don't. there. It's amazing. Nobody does. They yeah. don't. Yeah, they don't mess well, with sheep set. All you need is a, is about a dozen uh, crabs, and man, you could fill up your bucket. Oh, I'm you could. You. It'd be fun. Yeah, and they're huge. They're huge. So anyway, just wanted to give you a little report. I had a good time off of uh, Mayport the other day with uh, Danny Bush. We caught. Uh, Three kings and two cobia had a good day out there. Caught that's, some bait, so that's a good day. Good nice. So anyway, looking forward to getting home to my bed. <laughs> Thanks, Archie. <laughs> Safe travels back, yeah, Archie. Hey man, y'all have a good one. I always enjoy it. See ya. That's See a ya. good trip, right? There. Yeah. That, yep. Yep. Now, exactly where is that, Jeff? Is it south of Tampa? Yes, it's uh, south of um, Sarasota. South of Sarasota, so yep. it's between Sarasota and Naples. It's down towards Naples and Fort Myers. Okay. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, real quick, I uh, just want to send out a congratulations to Dusty Mitchum. Just got this text from Ryan over at Hagen Coastal Outfitters. He is now the proud owner of a new kayak. Oh. He got the Big Water 132, and he just said that uh, he wanted to thank me personally for spending his money. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's awesome, man. Yeah. He's going to love that thing. That's, uh, that's actually the one that I'm waiting on. Okay. Uh, I'm going to get it in camo, so uh, looking forward to that. So Dusty, can uh, he can let me know how it is and mm-hmm. let me know what I need to do That's out cool. rigging it and all that kind of stuff once he gets on it. So uh, he's he's uh, he's fired up. So good for him. Absolutely good, good for, for him. him. All right, uh, you guys, I'm looking forward to uh, this week coming up. I was actually looking at the weather forecast. The weather yeah. temperature-wise looks really good. It does. The, the rain looks like you know, not 20, too bad. Yeah, 20, 30% each day. Backing is off a little yeah. bit. So, I mean, maybe we can get back to a little bit of normalcy. Well, and if the bait showed back up this t- today, um, you you know, we talked about this earlier, Jeff. I know it sounds crazy, but in your weather report, you talked about a southeast sea breeze. Mm-hmm. And we haven't had that. And it's amazing how that's going to change things. Hopefully, that bait will stick around. And then... This week, the ocean's like two foot or less. I mean, it's supposed to be nice. Like, nice all week. Really you can nice. sure use a break. Damn, I'm with you, brother. I mean, Golly, you man. know, it's, it's so funny, Kirk, because this week was so brutal, and the week before was awesome. Yeah. I mean, just like every day, one throw and go. You know, the ocean was beautiful, the fish bit. And then this week, you know, we had that. You can, But you know what? We talked about it last Saturday, Jeff, Kirk. When you get the wind direction in the same direction like that, Every day and night, yeah, and it and it rolls that over. It not it just, good. It's not good. No, no. Nope. So maybe we'll have a maybe we'll have, like like you like you said, Jeff, a normal week of, of maybe of, of fishing. And I would like for the tarpon to show up. I man, I haven't seen very many tarpon. I you know what? I haven't seen a tarpon around yeah. the Mayport Rocks. Isn't that weird in, in a while. It's yeah. been a while. I, I mean, uh, like I, I mean, said, we see some few juveniles rolling into greenies, yeah. but none of those big ones. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a few being seen behind the shrimp boats, you know. But I mean, again, you, hey, when, you, you when, when, when you got five or six, it's seven crowded. boats, it's crowded. It's t- you know, it's tough to get in there. It's t- it's hard enough to catch one behind a shrimp boat mm-hmm. when you're by yourself or one other boat because right. you got to pick him out of the sharks. Yep. But when you've got 
seven or eight other boats in there. It's just, yeah, when's the last time anybody did like we used to and run down to the, the desert and chummed? Okay, you know what? Uh, I Shantytown. Talk, I, I, I talked to uh, Doug Winslow and Travis about that, and I'm like, we're going to— Maybe gonna, an option for you? Maybe an option. There you go. Yep, yep. yep. Logs as usual. The Nimnik Chevrolet Buick GMC Outdoor Show was brought to you by— St. Augustine's Moe's Southwest Grill. Hey, by the way, $500 signing bonus for hire St. Augustine at Moe's if you get hired— can't beat that. <laughs> Steenhatchee River Club, Angie Sub Strike Zone, Tire Outlet, Kirby Co. Builders, Whalen Bay Marine, Shimano, CNH Marine Construction, Atlantic Coast Marine, Consignment Boat Sales, LV Hires Inc., Hagen Coastal Outfitters, Shark Coatings, Claude Nolan Cadillac, Thick Pen Heating and Cooling, Coastal Equipment, TS Home Renovations, that's Travis, Stack and Storage, Ring Power and Account Rental Store, The Bearded Pig, and of course the Nimnick Family Dealership, Buick and GMC on Phillips Highway and Chevrolet on Cassett. Folks, remember, anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a great weekend. See ya. See ya. See ya. That's great, Bob. (laughs) 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 (laughs)